This is the Troll Patrol. Why? With Justin. Freaking. I didn't think to check the microphone. What was, what's wrong with me? Good evening. Welcome to the Troll Patrol live. It's a freaking Wednesday. It's a freaking Republican second presidential primary debate. Trump, there ain't no Trump out yet. Trump is set to coincide with the GOP primary debate. We are an hour away. We are an hour away. The GOP... Republican presidential primary debate happens at 9 p.m. Eastern. That is 6 p.m. on the West Coast, which is where they're at. Coming to you from the Reagan Presidential Library. Trump expected to speak right around 9 p.m. Oh my God. Wild looking woman over here on Rumble. I've got the Trump feed going on. I've got news. I've got the I've got the feed from the Trump rally in Michigan. We can we can take whichever one you want. I've got about enough news to cover for the hour until we get to the GOP presidential primary debate. I did break out the 2024 election graphics for tonight. From here until the presidential election next year, this will be the opening and the graphics package. These weird people over here at the Trump rally. Here's your meme of the day. Have you ever been to, any, to one of those um, Japanese steakhouses? We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to talk about this tomorrow because it's been a topic of conversation. A lot of Right-wing idiots talking about how, like, oh, Britney, Britney shouldn't be allowed to be on her own. Britney needs a conservatorship. No, Britney doesn't. The people do a hell of a lot dumber shit than pose and dance around with knives. I, the right side broadcasting says Trump expected to speak at 8 p.m. Eastern. That would be now. That would be now. I I wasn't expecting Trump at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Eastern Time. I was expecting Trump at 8 p.m. Central Time, which is where he's at. He is in Michigan. Uh, and it is Central Time, but if Trump is going to speak, we, we will take that live. Let me pull Rumble up over here. 2024.com. I've wanted for president. 2024.com. Now, the last time we had these shirts, they sold out in about three hours after announcing this offer. The thing that doesn't make sense is it's Britney Spears, not Britney Daggers. What the hell? Get away by simply joining their t shirt club. These t shirts are printed and shipped from New York City. So Richard, a patriotic business. DJ Dub, Warlord, PB Girl. John, good evening. Ragnats. Richard. So glad to see everyone. Your t-shirt today. They are chanting Trump, Trump, Trump. Oh, Michigan's in Eastern time. 
a better time in American history right now that they my bad my bad come in and save this economy absolutely I mean especially here in Michigan Michigan come I think on, man. Michigan was probably hit harder that the Elvis version uh, with the shutdowns and, and Gretchen Whitmer. Because I love you too much, baby. Take over, like, take total control of the state and do whatever she wanted while not allowing anybody else to do. Flash, good evening. During COVID and post-COVID, and I was blown away with the amount of businesses that had limited occupancy. The drive-thru was all open. You couldn't walk in and eat. You couldn't You're go still bitching. Ray, good evening. You're still store. bitching about Warlord posting time zones. The economy. <laughs> posting time zones in the uh, Discord. The effects right now. They are still feeling the effects. And you can tell. And it, it feels that way. When you I do not have bingo. Somebody uh, link us to Donald Trump is coming. They're very producer Dave bingo card. Their you can totally, you can totally play bingo. Starting to die down. Are they changing it or with either the Trump speech or the GOP debate? It's always a good indicator. If we, if we get, right if we now. get proud to be an American, I'll have to kill the audio. Feel the energy in this building. They want President Trump, and I don't know the last time President Trump was here in Michigan. Now this is a non-union shop. A lot of. A lot of reporting has gotten it wrong. Election, so he's definitely been here. Uh, there are signs that say union members for Trump. I don't think there's a union member in that audience. Kind of, this is a little bit special because it's so small that it's really intimate. They're very, they're chanting USA, and they're really. They're so I'm very skeptical that those are union members holding those signs. And I didn't, I, like, I didn't see anybody coming. Oh, my God. We don't, we don't always see. Hulk Hogan's entrance music playing. Music that his build up, uh, he's, he's got his hype songs, and they're playing them. I feel like I just saw Marjorie Taylor Greene in the crowd. Well, it does, but it's small and intimate, so they get a lot closer than they would at a rally. I agree. Maybe this is, I mean, I still think Pickens, South Carolina was one of my favorite rallies because it has such an intimate feel to it. Yeah, it does. Because um, this is so much smaller, I think. You know, when you go to the rallies with tens of thousands of people, you might end up watching him on the big screen. But here, people are, you know, tens of yards away. They're, they're very close to him. And, of course, he is here with United Auto Workers strike going on. President Biden was here yesterday. This is indeed a non-union site. We covered this last night. These I don't remember the name of the Drake. Yeah, that was the name of the plant. The effects of a Biden economy. They need higher wages. They want better conditions. These conditions. We do a Drake concert. By the destructive policies of the Biden administration. Yeah, I mean, this is Biden's fault. Largely Biden and Gretchen Whitmer. I mean, this is, it, it's their fault. Yeah, it's their fault. Anyway, they're here. Let Warlord in. Let Warlord in. Earlier, if you missed this broadcast, I encourage you to go back and uh, listen in as you know this this is car country these people are passionate about what they do and that they are sick and tired of you guys say the word we can do news i've got enough news to fill for an hour overseas and it, we've gotten away from this america first mindset we've gotten to more of an america last mindset according to rumble and you can kind of see donald trump will be making his way out anytime now 
They want America back, and they want America open for business. I thought he was set to speak at the same time as the GOP debate. Just to stay afloat, just to keep food on the table and the lights on and pay for their... Let's do this. Let's do this. Joey, good evening. We will we will keep Trump on over here. I'll keep him up. If he comes out, we'll take the Trump speech. Let's do a little bit of news. Let's find out what that news be doing before we get to the GOP presidential debate that happens at the top of the hour. We're about 52 minutes away. The Fox Business Univision second GOP presidential primary debate. But as we count down to that, we're also counting down to a potential, or almost likely at this point, government's shutdown coming on Saturday at midnight. Clinically, good evening. Apparently, uh, Speaker McCarthy back to square one with his caucus. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says he needs more time to pass the 12 spending bills needed to fund the government. So he's pushing for a short-term continuing resolution that would temporarily avoid a government shutdown. We will pass a continuing resolution, bring that rule up hopefully on Friday. But some hardline Republicans say they will oppose any CR, even if it means a government shutdown. I'm a no and will remain a no. My advice is uh, buckle up, there's turbulence ahead. Speaker McCarthy tried to sweeten the including Republican priorities such as deep spending cuts and tougher border policies, but those additions make it almost impossible to pass in the Senate. The Senate is working on its own continuing resolution, which has broad bipartisan support to keep the government open for the next six weeks at current spending levels. Or we can shut the government down in exchange for a zero meaningful progress on policy. The White House is warning that a shutdown would impact all Americans. One example, TSA and air traffic controllers would have to Kelly, work good evening. Pay. Look, they're pros, and uh, they do what's required of them, just like our service members in uniform do. Yes, Richard, it looks like he is going to bring the continuing resolution that the Senate passed last night that would fund the government through November 17th to the floor. He just said that he would do it on Friday. Now, what could happen... If he does that, is that his caucus revolts. The Freedom Caucus puts into play with whatever fucking trigger they had on his leadership, and he could lose the gavel. It it seems to be a real no-win situation for Republicans. They do what's required of them, just like our service members in uniform do. Uh, But uh, it certainly doesn't help with that safety-critical job for them to come to work with the stress of not getting paid. The White House says that in previous shutdowns, there were significant delays and longer wait times for travelers at airports across the country. That ended abruptly. Yeah, I believe it was Morning Joe called it the Seinfeld shutdown. I thought about it. It was a 12-minute segment. Like, we don't need we don't need that. But I thought, I thought it was funny. They could, oh, it was, it was Joy Reid. Called it the Seinfeld shutdown because it's a shutdown about nothing, about nothing. President Joe Biden, Union Joe, doing something no sitting president has ever done, walking a picket line. Biden joined striking United Auto Workers in Michigan today, a big effing deal in Biden speak, to close out what's been a summer of labor. More on that a little later in the show. 
What's also a huge deal is the potential government shutdown in just four days. The Senate is working on a short-term measure to buy Congress more time until mid-November. While not... Yes, they did pass that last night. We already went over that, Joy. I just wanted to bring up the Seinfeld joke. That was funny. Joe Biden asked about his thoughts on a government shutdown earlier today. Say, if we have a government shutdown, a lot of vital work in science and health could be impacted, from cancer research to food safety. So the American people need our Republican friends in the House of Representatives to do their job. Fund the government. We've got a lot to discuss, so uh, let's get this meeting started. I'd rather hear from you than me. Our Republican friends. Maybe you got some Republican friends, sir. I don't think any is inevitable in politics. I think right-wingers are morons. If I knew that, I would have done it already. So I guess you don't want the Hunter Biden news of the day. You want to go? You want to go to Donald J. Trump walking on out, walking out on stage in Michigan right now. Getting ready to assume the podium. Oh, he's doing the point. More pointing. They're letting... God bless America. God bless the USA. I'm sorry. Play out. Getting to the last notes right now. Lee Greenwood. Lee Greenwood. Thank you. Thank you very much. This is great. We're in this room where we wanted to keep it small and outside we have thousands and thousands of people have you seen what's going on out there but i'm thrilled to be back with the work these ain't cash him outside members and proud patriots of the great state of michigan great state great people i've been to michigan sir country tonight there are countless thousands of don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining worried about the future and what the future holds for themselves and for their incredible families i want to begin this evening by saluting these truly great americans who do not get the credit they deserve oh does lee greenwood make him play the whole thing now they want to go all electric and put you all out of business you know that right To the welders, assembly line workers, machine operators, forklift drivers, pipe fitters, tool and die makers, mechanics, electricians, technicians, and journeymen, we love being with you, and we love being with you right in your environment. You built this country, you love this country, and you are the ones that make our country run. You know that, right? Sir, this country was built on rock and roll. Before I stepped into the political... Oh, maybe that was the city. Years 
ago, I spent my whole life working alongside of Americans just like you. Spent I'm not high enough for this shit. I don't know about you guys. I spent a lot of time with you and people just like you. Now, I put everything on the line to fight for you. I've risked it all to defend working class from the corrupt political class that has spent decades sucking the life, wealth, and blood out of this country. That's why I'm here tonight to lay out a vision for a revival of economic nationalism and our automobile manufacturing lifeblood which they're sucking out of our country. I want a future that protects American labor, not foreign labor. A future that puts American dreams over foreign profits. And a future that raises American wages, that strengthens American industry, that builds... Well, I'd still bet money that rock and roll did more to build this country than Donald Trump. ...it all to build up foreign countries that hate us. And you know where they are. They're located all over the world, but they're mostly on the other side of the world. We don't want that. Under crooked Joe Biden, you have none of this. You have none of the things we want. Instead of economic on, nationalism, man. you have ultra-left-wing globalism. They hate our country. And the workers of America are getting... The woman in the background, they hate us. Screwed. You're getting screwed. Yesterday, Joe Biden came to Michigan to pose for photos at the... You pic- live in sexual anarchy? That's on right side broadcasting, not me. But it's his policies that send Michigan auto workers to the unemployment line. He only came after I announced that I would be here. You know, he announced... He, he only came after the union invited him. A few seconds. Did you notice he spoke for, what, a few seconds? Yeah, to not upstage Sean Fain. absolutely no idea what he was saying. He didn't know where he was. He didn't know where he was. He didn't know what we were saying. I think he's lost his mojo. This is a completely different feel than 2016. They grow wheat in Michigan, he said. They, don't they grow wheat? No, that's, that's Iowa and other places. Biden's cruel and ridiculous. They grow wheat everywhere, sir. Think of this. He wants electric vehicle mandates that will spell the death of the U.S. auto industry. You know, it doesn't matter. I watch it. You're negotiating a contract. You're all on picket lines and everything. But it doesn't make a damn bit of difference what you get because in two years you're all going to be out of business you're not getting anything what they're doing to the auto industry in michigan and throughout the country is absolutely horrible and ridiculous hundreds of thousands of american jobs your jobs will be gone forever because crooked joe biden is selling out but i don't think it's him i don't think tones good evening he doesn't know he doesn't know it's not his fault let's not blame him but he's surrounded with radical left Marxists and crazy people, fascists, bad people. He's selling you out to China. He's selling you out to the environmental extremists and the radical left. People have no idea how bad this is going to be also for the environment. You know, those batteries, when they get rid of them and lots of bad things happen, and when they're digging it out of the ground to make those batteries, it's going to be very bad for the environment. You can be loyal to American labor, or you can be loyal to the environmental lunatics, but you can't really be loyal to both. It's one or the other, and they understand that. 
The Democrat Party has no idea what they're doing right now. They have no idea what to do. Crooked Joe is siding with the left-wing crazies who will destroy automobile manufacturing and will destroy our country itself. They're destroying our country. You look at that at the border. We had the safest border in history. Now you look at what's happening. It's just a horror show. I side with the auto workers of America and with those who want to make America great again, and I always will. Be sure to take your spike support. Use code RSBN to save 15%. Get why Ford and GM, why these car makers aren't fighting for to make cars that are going to sell, to make cars that are going to be able to. We are 40 minutes away from the GOP presidential primary debate. They're promoting windmills, which don't work, by the way. But they don't work. They want currently live with Donald Trump. It's like they're told in Michigan. They go against their industry. They're either stupid or they're gutless. But why do they concede so fast? This plant. We just walked through this plant, and uh, the electric you think we're stupid? vehicles you think we're are going to put them out of business. They don't need any of this. The things that you make in Michigan, they don't need any of it. Why is it that these big, powerful car companies with guys that are making 35 million a year immediately quit? They say, "You want electric vehicles? We'll get." There was something about COVID on the screen, Richard. We'll see it pop up. And I'm not they're showing it like every two minutes. About it. They don't go far enough and they're too expensive. A vote for Crooked Joe means the future of the auto industry will be made in China. That's what's going to be. That's where they're made. My pledge to every automaker is this. A vote for President Trump means the future of the automobile. A non-union plan, indeed. In America, where it should be. Made. There are people with signs that say... Uh, Union workers for Trump, and I, I have my doubts. Doing a lot of pointing. It will be fueled by American energy. It will be sourced by American suppliers. It will be sculpted from American iron, Come aluminum, on. and steel, and it will be built by highly skilled American hands and high wage. American labor. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. And we'll do it first. Well, that's true, but that's because the union is striking to get those higher wages. What they're doing to our country is horrible. What they're doing to the auto workers of this country is just doesn't make sense. I saved uh, American auto manufacturing. You know that in my first term, and I'll save it again. We did great. We did everything to keep those jobs going. We'll save it again in our second term. Unfortunately, that's what we had to do because things happened during the election that you know about. Happened right here in this state also. And we will make it big. Yeah, you tried to steal an election. Ever before. That's what we're going to do. What happened in that state? You might get indicted in that state. We talk and we keep talking, but we don't want to talk too much. But before we do talk about the current UAW strike that we've been hearing about, and uh, I do tell, do tell. Mixed emotions because you're striking for wages, but you know your job's only going to be here for two years or three years if you're lucky. How will we rescue the auto manufacturing in the United States? Let's remember, you got to remember how we got here for decades and decades. And I've been talking about this. We may get a worker co-op. I thought of becoming a politician. How good was that? 
That was that's a lot of fun. I could have had the easiest, nicest. That's how you save the U.S. auto industry. I would have had the nicest, softest life instead. I have to beat these lunatics up all day long, every day, every day, lunatics. I never heard of the word indictment. Now I get indicted like every three days. He spoke badly about the election. Have you tried not committing crimes? He said something bad about Joe Biden. Joe Biden is the most corrupt president and most incompetent president we've ever had. Come on, man. No, no, I shouldn't have said that. I'm going to get indicted again for saying that. For decades, you've watched rotten and crooked politicians like Biden treat American jobs as disposable and astounding as expendable. They sat back and got rich by taking bribes to let other countries rape and pillage our jobs and our wealth. That's what happened. Joe Biden claims to be the most pro-union president in history. Nonsense. His inco- think of it. His entire career. Just think of it. His entire career has been an act of economic treason and union destruction. He's destroyed unions, shipping millions. There is some truth to that. While personally taking money from foreign nations, hand over fist. I don't know what this this foreign money is. China. Look at what's coming out. China. Crooked Joe backed NAFTA. He backed China's entry into the World Trade Organization. He backed the horrendous Trans-Pacific Partnership which would have destroyed the American auto Those industry. Those trans people and their Pacific partnership. I stopped it? You guys were gone. You were gone. And that was a done deal. Yeah, like, I, like I, 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 I can't, like, fact check him as we go along. I call it crooked because I only use that name for Biden now. So I call <laughs> it's him impossible. Beautiful, woman, beautiful Hillary Clinton. To be Hillary Clinton's not beautiful, see? They were trying to pull a fast one on you, so she actually changed her position doing during the campaign, but she would have changed it back had that been a different result. But thank goodness it wasn't, because we made things and did things that nobody believed possible. <clears throat> nobody believed possible. I Biden mean, also backed a some of that's true. Barack Hussein Obama. Have you ever heard of him? And his atrocious Korean trade deal. You've heard of him. Crooked Joe backed every single blood-sucking globalist attack on U.S. Auto workers, and they, you've been attacked for a long time. We, those attacks all stopped for four years with us, and they were getting... Yeah, I think the magic is gone. He is not what he was in 2016. Here again. Now the plants are going back to Mexico, and they're going back to China. And he's coming back. They're coming back for more. I don't know that he's going to make it to the starting gate, but let's assume he does. If it's not him, it'll be somebody else with the same ideas, because that's the ideas they have. They're very destructive for our country. A Republican is saying this to us. Hopefully your leaders Dude, United well, Auto Work. Every fucking candidate we're going to watch on stage here in 34 minutes is just going to say, like, I support making America great again. For years and decades. Doug, Doug Burgum might say something to the contrary. It's almost like uh, an automatic reflex, and there's no reason for it, but it's, it's a habit. It's a bad habit. Hasn't worked. Vivek is going to spew some nonsense, but other than that, even Mike Pence is going to say he's all aboard the Trump train. Much of it's gone to Mexico. Like their sell is they'll be a better Trump than Trump. But a great gentleman who builds plants. That's what he builds, auto plants. He said to me the other day, you got to see the plants we're building in Mexico. I said, well, how do they compare to the U.S.? He said, 
not even a contest. And I said, isn't that a shame? You remember what I did? I said, you don't give us protection at our border. I'm going to, I'm going to charge you a tariff for 25%. We want 28,000 soldiers on our border. And we had the safest border in the history of our country. Now we have the worst border in the history of the world, by the way. After NAFTA, the United States lost nearly 4 million manufacturing jobs and almost one in three auto jobs. Joe Biden voted on that. He gave you that. Nearly a quarter of a million jobs were destroyed here in Michigan alone, including It hasn't even been two years, and it went from the best border to the worst border. In fact, I had to check this number because it's inconsistent. Biden really hasn't changed policies at all, but it went from the best border to the worst border. And went overseas. Can you imagine? 60,000. He's clawing me. Who would think that? When I first saw that number, I said, oh, somebody made a uh, typographical error. Maybe it was 600 factories. Could have been 6,000, but that sounded too high. 60,000. And the good news is, if the number was wrong, the fake news will be checking it out. So I have to say, I mean, I have to give you the right numbers. Otherwise, the fake news is out there. Crooked How's that Ukraine-Russia border working out? The Biden family. This is right side broadcasting reason. Millions and millions of dollars. You see what's going on. The news doesn't want really be smoky in place of it. reports it. But it was the men and women who got every single day. They got up and came back home with grease on their hands, and they were the ones that paid the price. They paid a big, big price. The only time Joe Biden has ever gotten his hands dirty is when he's taking cash from foreign countries, which is <laughs> quite often. Based on what we're seeing, it's much more often than anyone would have thought. But can you imagine an unannounced raid on his many homes? He would have made Senator Menendez look like a baby. Just like a baby. Can you imagine? Senator Menendez does kind of look like a baby. They said we're going to raid a giant man baby. They gave him three weeks. Would three weeks be enough? Oh, there's Mike Pillow. I'd like to see what he cleaned out of there. He's got Joe lumpy Biden pillows, if you guys haven't heard. That was on crack. Family, I care about enriching <laughs> <laughs> your family. That's why I did this. That's why I did it. 80% off everything. You can get a lumpy pillow on, on MikePillow.com. Use promo code RSBN. The auto industry was on its knees, gasping its last breaths after eight long years of Obama and Biden. But you He's up here doing some Scott Steiner math. You, you got to understand, I stood up to people that hate you. They hate you. Or they maybe hate our country. But I stood up for you. Pretty sure you hate me, sir. And stood up for the great state of Michigan like nobody's ever stood up before. I know I hate Mike Pillow. As I promised, I withdrew from the Trans-Pacific Partnership my very first week. Do you remember 2016 when we won Michigan? Michigan. Trans people always like causing trouble with Never their Pacific partnerships. Then, we did much better in 2020. I mean, I hate to tell you, we did much better. I'm gonna, I'm gonna draw that gonna joke into the ground. Right side uh, broadcasting news, including in Michigan. I ended Obama's war on American energy. It's a mouthful. On American energy, gasoline prices plummeted and soon reached $1.87 a gallon. How does that sound? Now you know it's over five and six and even $7 a gallon in some places, and it's going up higher and higher and higher. 
And I think they want that. That way you go all electric, so you can drive for 15 minutes before you have to get a charge. The economy boomed. The household incomes rose by more than $6,000 a year, which was a record. $6,000 a year during my term. A year. I ended the disaster known You're as... You're less than 30 minutes away from the and second GOP USMCA, Mexico, Canada. Presidential primary debate from the Reagan Library. I think the deal we made with China is even better. But unfortunately, with COVID, I don't even talk about that one. But we made a lot of good deals with Japan, with South Korea, with many, many countries. We took bad deals and made them good deals. It was so bad. I used to ask my people, who made these deals? Why did they do it? Who made them? They were so you need to, If you need to roll something. With the USMCA, 75% of every car under that deal must Before be the GOP debate. You might, you might want to go ahead and get started. Get your accoutrements ready. That. And a massive portion must be made by high-wage labor, which means American labor. You're high-wage. Back in 2008, Biden and Obama promised you that they'd renegotiate NAFTA, but in eight years, they never lifted a finger. They never changed a thing. You know, NAFTA was so bad that when it was negotiated a long time ago, decades ago, they made typographical errors, like in numbers. There's a lot of fear-mongering about electric vehicles. I'm agnostic. I don't have a vehicle, period, at the moment. And we lived with it for decades with these errors. I think they're. I think all vehicles are kind of a scam. Deals too. When you go back the following day, said he made a mistake. We're renegotiating this deal. I don't care if it's signed or not. And people sort of have to do that legally. They have to do that. If there's an error, if there's a typographical, they made typographical errors. They made errors. Maybe they weren't so typographical. Probably the other side made them imperfect. Actually, you know, they probably made them. But they made these errors and they never corrected them for years. What are we? What are you even I talking about now? I did it by terminating it, terminating the whole damn deal. And I know oh, what NAFTA the MCA deal is because Canada, oh yeah, yeah, and Mexico are trying. Into right NAFTA now. and renegotiate the. They want to renegotiate that deal. AMCA or whatever the fuck. I got that done. The USMCA and many other deals. I also US negotiated Obama's MCA. Korea trade deal to fully restore your protective tariff on foreign pickup trucks. They wanted to change it. The Democrats It was basically NAFTA. There wasn't really any and change. And so did to South it. Korea badly. They didn't want it. And without that, you wouldn't even have a truck industry. Right now, it's your, probably the strongest part of your industry. Without that, you wouldn't have an industry. So it's uh, something I was very proud to do. It was very, not easy, but we got it done, and we got it done. Pro- people are zoning out. That's why I'm, like, trying to talk and living it up. While millions and millions of foreign cars would have... He doesn't have the magic that he had in 2016. Obama and Biden didn't care one bit, but I did, and I stopped it, and I stopped He probably it. did. He recently learned, he heard somebody say it. Like, no, it- you wanna, do you want to do a little news? You wanna, like, he brought it up. What's what's coming out about Joe Biden? The the right wing held a press conference earlier today. I don't even who is this motherfucker? Representative Jason Smith of Missouri. Representative Jason Smith of Missouri talks about newly released IRS whistleblower information. On this um, slide that you've got, we talked about the search warrant draft. Do you guys, have you guys released, or will you be releasing the before and after text of the search warrant? 
Like, do you have as it was before it was edited and then after it was edited? If you recall, the IRS whistleblowers came to us in April. In May and in June, we did the depositions. On June 22nd, we released the 15 hours worth of depositions. And then in July, the Oversight and Accountability Committee had a hearing. And at that hearing, those two IRS whistleblowers testified and was asked numerous questions by Democrat and Republican members of Congress that they were not able to answer because of 6103 authority. Is this like a Dana Carvey fucking character? Is, is This is a prosthetic and he has on an oversized suit, right? This isn't a real person. What, what the fuck is this? A private taxpayer information. The only way that information could be answered is if they would submit that to the Ways and Means Committee and then we would vote to make that public. That's in fact what we did today. We only made public what they gave us from addition from the oversight hearing. So everything of the 700 pages that we released is what the two IRS whistleblowers gave us. And, and does that include the before and after language of this particular search warrant in the 700 pages you guys are releasing? I, I don't know the answer to that. It's 700 pages. Um, I gave you a... But what's on the 700 pages? Yes. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Democrats have said that you guys have only spoken to four people. <laughs> the Dudley Boys. Seven, eight-year case out of 60 people, both IRS, DOJ, FBI that were involved. Do you plan to subpoena or send requests for the rest of the the individuals that were involved in the Hunter Biden case to get the full picture of what happened? Yeah, great question. Um, three days after we released the whistleblower testimony on June 22nd, we asked for 13 people to come before us. IRS agents, FBI employees, Secret Service. This administration has stalled those requests. We did subpoena four of those that we just recently finished their depositions in the last two weeks. It took us three months to get four people because of how the administration, Joe Biden's administration, is blocking their employees from speaking to Come Congress. Come on, man. This is probably the first time in the history of Congress that we've seen a special counsel appointed to obstruct a congressional investigation. And that's, in fact, what we're seeing. He, he's talking about whistleblower testimony. Back to the timeline of August 2020, will you be asking Bill Barr or anyone from the Trump Justice Department to come in and talk about their time on this case? We have a long list of people that we are trying to come in to answer questions. We're following the facts. And we're going to see where the facts It still is. sounds like you ain't got fucking nothing. So to your both your questions on the timeline, I think it's important to remember the U.S. attorney at the time, David Weiss, was put forward by two the two Democrat senators from Delaware. So it was their choice for uh, the U.S. attorney, Mr. Weiss. We would love to talk to Leslie Wolf. If you read now, all the, the Republicans, the whistleblowers, they say under oath, Leslie Wolf put a stop to it. We're she talking about David Weiss in Delaware. She has not come forward. We haven't had the ability to talk to her. We'd love for her to go to the Judiciary Committee, be put under oath, and explain oh, why she stopped. Sorry. I hit the wrong button. I got to hit the content warning before we watch the next clip. Where... <laughs> uh, 
the the chat the chat is demanded that I always show a content warning before Ted Cruz's face shows up. We're facing an unmitigated disaster at our southern border. Illegal immigration is the worst in our nation's history, and it's indefensible. So he's talking about the border. Down to the southern border. I spend a lot of time on our southern border. John Cornyn and I together brought 19 senators down to the border to see firsthand. You cannot see what is happening there and defend it. One of my recent trips to the border, a reporter asked me, said, aren't the policies of Democrats more compassionate, more humane than you mean? Marsha Blackburn looks... I just started laughing. I said, you know who doesn't believe that anymore? Like she's on some kind of a substance. Democrats. Where's Joe Biden? She's been doing a club drug. Where's Kamala Harris? Look at her. Where's even a single Democrat senator? Where's AOC? I assume she still has her white pantsuit. She just can't be bothered to cry in front of the Biden cages. Because with Trump no longer in the White House, suddenly the suffering of those kids doesn't matter. You cannot see what is happening and defend it. They've had a record number of enforcements, and that's not a wide-open border. Democrats don't go to the border because if they did... Y'all would follow. The press would follow. And their only defense, they cannot defend what they're doing. The press goes with you guys. Their only defense is to cover it up. Corrine Jean-Pierre stands at the White House podium and says, people are not just walking across the border. It's not happening. There's a technical legal term for what... Seriously, look at Marsha Blackburn. That's called bullshit. (laughs) It is an utter and complete lie. It is a deliberate lie. It is a known lie. And she is lying on behalf of the President of the United States in the White House. Now, why does she lie? She lies because she counts on the press not to call her out. Was there a PolitiFact, a pants on fire done on that? No. I've invited the White House press secretary, come with me to the southern border any day and pick any hour of the day. We'll go out in one hour and I guarantee you we will encounter group after group after group. You want to know? He's into group stuff. Democrat mayors, Democrat governors, mayors like Eric Adams, the Democrat in New York, who says illegal immigration is destroying New York City. That's with 110,000 illegal immigrants in New York City. If 110,000 is destroying New York City, what in the hell do you think 7.6 million is doing to the state of Texas and the other states along our southern border? Now, these Democrats who are Politically, saying this, they can't you live in sexual anarchy to put the blame where it lies, which is at the feet of Democrats. I know. I'd, I'd invite Marsha Blackburn if she was on some Molly or something. Quote, that madman. You got that look in her eye. By which he means Greg Abbott. I have to admit, I was kind of offended he wasn't referring to me. But he blames Greg Abbott for putting <laughs> immigrants on look at her. New York City. The person who New York City. His name is Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. His home address is 16 blocks away. And by the way, if Eric Adams wants to... He just he doxed he can pick up Biden on live television. Come on, He's man. a New York resident. I believe he lives in Manhattan. The mayor doesn't have his number. We can give him Chuck Schumer's cell phone. Because Chuck Schumer is responsible, in the words of the New York mayor, for destroying New York City. Look, some of y'all may have seen when Alejandro Mayorkas testified in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee. I asked him, I said, Mr. Secretary, how many migrants died last year crossing illegally? He said, I don't know. I have no idea. I said, of course you don't. I didn't notice the way Cornyn was looking at him. 
but you don't care about those dead bodies that have they're both looking at Ted Cruz like they want to fuck him. BB, no, uh, we are about 17 minutes away from the GOP presidential debate. They are. Look at them. They're both looking at Ted Cruz like they want to fuck him. Am I wrong? John Cornyn and Marsha Blackburn... They've been doing some E, and they're both looking at Ted Cruz like, ah, we're going to tap that ass. I'm sorry. You live in sexual anarchy? Your, your anal feeb appearance? We were watching Donald Trump, but it was awfully boring. Appear in Texas every single day. <laughs> I asked him how many children were brutalized by human traffickers he said i don't know how many women were sexually assaulted i don't know how many people died of drug overdoses as john cornyn told you it's more than one hundred thousand. we need to be concerned about the people behind you put up a, a photograph with pictures of colored wristbands i said mr secretary what are these wristbands? Cornyn's getting up there he, he can't he take said, too I have high no of a dose what they are now look any good lawyer will tell you you don't ask a question you don't know the answer to that was one answer that left me flabbergasted because just about every single illegal immigrant who crosses the border yeah, he's them, got a nice haircut so you could admire his haircut thousands of dollars they owe the cartels and if you stand you guys like ted cruz better with or without the beard thousands of these wristbands they're just like this these are the wristbands picked up from from the banks of the rio grand river and the little boys... It's not once a year. You come like once every like three months. Every it's a quarterly America. appearance. And they're working for the cartels to pay off those thousands of dollars. They're committing crimes. The, deba the debate is in 15 in minutes. Every city in America. And if they don't pay off the cartels, their families will be murdered. And as bad as the boys have it, the girls have it even worse. There are literally thousands upon thousands of girls trapped in sex slavery to pay off more beard that's fair hotels. when i look at these these are modern day leg irons this is human slavery and it is caused by the democrats not giving a damn about the people being abused and so i want to make a plea to the press the reason the democrats can do this can look the other way i want to take a pee is because media will not report on it. They'll never have to answer questions about it. They'll never be confronted with the dead bodies, with the people being brutalized by these policies. So I want to make a plea to you. If you're not writing on it, if you're not running stories on it, if you're not telling what's happening, you are complicit in modern day slavery. This is indefensible. It's evil. What an asshole. Man, I'm sorry I made you watch that. More, it was more fun than Donald Trump, though, right? You wanna, you wanna. For every one of the Detroit Big Three, so I won't tell them I've said bad things about them in your place. Okay? I just want them to fight for what's right. It's common sense. But tonight, I was honored to meet Benny's son, Lee, and Lee's children, Nate and Heather. Thank you very much. This is live from Clinton Township, Michigan. 
Nate and Heather say their vision for this company is to prove that the American dream is still alive for their employees like it was just for their granddad, who was so wonderful. So Lee, Nate, and Heather, we're going 13 minutes away from the GOP okay? presidential primary debate. And I want to congratulate you on number two American Auto Parts. Proud Electric Boogaloo. Michigan. We love Michigan. Great feeling for Michigan. Bad things are happening in Michigan. Your crime rates through the roof. You got uh you got a lot of businesses moving out now. It's unbelievable. Not even believable. Now? Today, nearly 100% of Drake's business is producing components that go into vehicles with internal combustion engines, the very product that Joe Biden and the radical left Democrats and fascists, and Marxists, now they want to make them for those aren't illegal. Those aren't comparable, sir. And yes, it's true. Today's radical Democrat Party wants to legalize drugs, shoplifting, and sexual mutilation of your children, but they want to allow your gas-powered suburban Silverados and Ford F-150s to die. They can die. Under a Trump administration... Buddy, my best friend has an F-150, and let me tell you, it has certainly died. And sex changes for children what? be banned. Is that okay? My business, my business. Can you can you believe it? Mutilization. You know, if you said ten years ago, fifteen years ago, we will stop the transphobia up in here. Say, what the hell is he talking about? Today you have to say it because that's what they're doing. Mutilization of children without parent consent. The whole thing is insane. The country has gone insane. You know, a lot of it, they say, you're very conservative. I say, no, I'm a person of common sense. It's not conservative. No, no one has ever associated you with any kind of sense. We want to have good voting. We want to have same-day voting with all paper ballots. And we want to have a thing called voter ID. Why do the Democrats not want voter ID? Because they want to cheat. We want to have voter ID. But if crooked Joe Biden gets his way, Drake employees and countless other auto workers and suppliers will really be decimated. I don't know. I hate to tell you what's going to happen, but you know. He hates to tell you. By most estimates, under Biden's electric vehicle mandate, 40 percent of all U.S. auto jobs will disappear. Think of this in one or two years. Think one or two years. That's what you have to be talking about, not you're going to get X dollars an hour. It doesn't matter what the hell you're getting an hour. Do me a favor. Just get your union guys, your leaders, to endorse me. Okay? And I'll take care of the rest. No. Because... No. Because in looking over the statistics now, they're saying, but the real number will be 100%. Because under Biden's mandate, the entire car industry will be packed up and shipped to China, which controls over 80% of the supply chain for electric vehicle batteries. They control the whole thing. So they think close to 100% of the business will be gone. Every time Joe Biden and the UAW's political leadership talk about a fair transition to all electric cars, American labor will be under siege. It's not going to work for you. It can't work. And I learned a lot today with this great family. I was on crack. They don't need anything that you have right here in Michigan, and they have beautiful product. 
There's no what the fuck is he even talking about? Okay, okay, okay. Let me get you. Let me get you lubed up for the Republican presidential primary debate that's going to be happening here in just a few minutes. There you go over everybody who qualified. Doug Burgum making it in at the at the last minute. Anticipation's growing in California as voters get ready to hear from a smaller pool of Republican presidential hopefuls in tonight's second primary debate. Yeah, it's happening tonight. Fox News correspondent Rebecca Castro. I want to mop a floor with that dude's hair. What the fuck is going on there? Is that a piece? Is that some sort of transplant? That can't be his natural hair, right? Did he actually, did he, did he go to a, a, I don't want to make fun of the way somebody looks, but what the fuck is on your head, dude? What the, what? Not really bald anymore. I got hair growing back. Glad indeed. ...is in Simi Valley at the Reagan Presidential Library. Rebecca, who's going to be on stage tonight this time? Oh, yeah. Well, Christine, Tom, like you mentioned, it's going to be a smaller pool. We're going to have seven of the candidates on stage tonight instead of eight that we saw at the first debate. It's also going to be a more intimate setting. The Reagan Library behind me, it's a smaller venue than the arena used for the first debate, and it's going to be a smaller audience as well. I would say economy is my biggest thing. Um, companies don't give the cost of living increases, but the inflation keeps going up, so everything costs more. The economy, education, the border, and crime. Just a few of the top issues voters say they want candidates to deliver a clear plan on tonight. Just some practical solutions to some of the problems we see. That Ma'am, this is a Republican debate. Working to court voters at Ronald Reagan's practical solutions. in Simi Valley. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis will be center stage. It's a key position as he continues to lag behind frontrunner former President Trump in national polling. I think he needs to set himself apart from Donald Trump. And I'm really looking for him to talk about the economy, education, and border security. As for Trump, he will once again be skipping the debate. Instead, he'll be courting striking blue-collar voters in Michigan. Also, he not striking voters. Asa Hutchinson, who didn't He's talking to non-union voters so that are not striking. Words against Trump while campaigning in Detroit. A New York judge found Donald Trump was guilty of persistent and repeated fraud. I don't know how Bergam made it in on President Trump. He was on the chopping block just days ago on the American workers. We can do better. Hutchinson also says if he doesn't hit 4% in polling by Thanksgiving, he may consider dropping out of the race. Tom, Christine? Rebecca, um, polling from that last debate showed that voters thought political outsider Vivek Ramaswamy had the best performance. Is he going to be a target tonight, or are the candidates going to be focusing on the elephant not in the room, which is Donald Trump? <laughs> Get it? 
Ramaswamy's campaign says that they're prepared for their candidate to take some more attacks tonight. They're prepping for that. But they also said that Vivek Ramaswamy's main... Asa Hutchinson is still in the race but did not qualify for the debate. Polling shows that only one-third of voters actually know who he is. So success tonight for him is more people learning about his message and getting on board with his campaign. Yeah, I imagine people want substance, too, coming out of that debate tonight. So we'll see what happens. Thank you. Rebecca. Substance is the GOP debate. What is wrong with these people? Practical solutions. Substance. It's the GOP debate. fuck are these people talking about the the GOP what do they want and they were calling they said so we're gonna take another 300 million that's 700 million off and I haven't done anything I'd be probably worked for about two and a half minutes and I got 700 and I just said no this man is leading the race sir we'll do it for three billion Nine hundred and ninety-nine million nine hundred nine 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 and ninety-nine cents. And I said, "You have yourself a deal." So I saved one point seven billion dollars on that plane. I was very careful. Does anybody give me credit for that? No. Does the fake news call me and say, "What a wonderful thing you did"? No. That's okay. That's okay. But your leadership should endorse me and not say a bad thing about them again, and they will have done their job. They will have done a proper job. In fact, if they endorse me, they will have the easiest labor leadership job anywhere in the country. They just have to sit back and watch as our auto industry reignites and booms. That's what's good. They don't even have... I mean, how can they and how can they go with this guy? Can't find his way off a stage. I'm looking at these. You know, I always sort of look at stages now. I get a little because I say, you know, because you can't find your way off a stage. In the middle of the speech, I'll look stairs there. God damn it! And I say, how the hell does it work that you can't find your way off a stage? How does that work? But he can't. Joe Biden is surrendering our auto industry to China, just like he surrendered our borders to the cartels and he surrendered Afghanistan in the most embarrassing week, day, two minutes away in the history of our country. He surrendered to the Taliban, took the military out first. You don't take the military, you take the military. Wave the white flag to him. So tell your UAW leadership, no problems with them. But they have to endorse Trump because if they don't, all they're doing is committing suicide. And honestly, you that sounded like a mobster threat. It's, they're committing suicide on the back of your jobs, and you can't let that happen. The Democrats says they we don't have a problem with you. Surrender over your future. As long as you do what we ask you to, and endorse Trump. If you could speak to because if you don't, you're going to be committing suicide. Sean. Endorse Trump, and you can take a nice two-month vacation, come back, and you guys are going to be better than you ever were. You don't even have to work. 
To be perfectly clear, Sean Fain does not like Donald Trump. And in a short period of time, you're not going to have a union. You're not going to have jobs. You're not going to have anything. You have the strongest you've ever had. You're going to do great. You're going to do great. And it's so easy. It's common sense. Again, it's common sense. But unlike them, I will never surrender. I'll never surrender for you. And the He's never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. But you need leadership. You know, it's nice to say you'd never surrender, but you need direction and you need... If this whole thing had just been for him to do a Rickroll, that would have been infinitely more entertaining. Europe first, Asia first, illegal aliens first, environmental lunatics first. Puts everyone else first. But he puts America last. He puts our workers last. He puts the UAW last. He puts our industries last. He puts your families last. He was actually on the line with the UAW yesterday, sir. You're full of shit. Speaking of full of shit, it's time. It's time for the second Republican presidential debate to one of the most beloved leaders in our nation's history. Oh my God. The great communicator. I should have hit a content warning for this. He railed against big government. The nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. So much of what is wrong with our society today can be traced back to Ronald Reagan. Forty years after Reagan's landslide re-election, the Republican Party faces critical questions. What does it mean to be a conservative? We fight for the truth. We are not going to worry about what the left and the media say about us. What is the key to a thriving economy? It's innovation, not regulation. America can do for anyone. I will tell you right now that I am not high enough through this shit. America's role in the world. We need to build a military fitted to the widening challenges in an ever more dangerous world. Sometimes you avoid war by showing the tough. And the country faces even more challenges. Would Reagan even recognize the country? I would, I would suggest everyone get high. Denomination converge in California to chart a new path for the grand old party. Oh my God, I hate all of these people. Here we go. Welcome to the second Republican debate of the California. We're inside the spectacular Air Force One Pavilion where the stage is set for a showdown. I'm Stuart Varney of Fox Business, and I am thrilled to be seeing oh my God. my co-moderators, Fox News Channel, Dana Perino, and Ilya Calderon, Cal- uh, 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 Univision. <laughs> Good, evening. Good evening. Thank you. Thank you, Stuart. Off to a great start. Describe America as a shining city on a hill. And tonight, seven candidates will make the case they should be the one to lead that city into a brighter tomorrow. But first... They have to convince you, the voter. I was I was shocked it was Stuart Varney. 
having having some trouble here on Rumble. Desde la biblioteca presidencial Ronald Reagan, los precandidatos republicanos también buscan su. Let me translate. She said, "Fuck Ronald Reagan." And good. And then she said, "Find out what that news be doing." Qualified and chosen to be on this stage tonight. They are positioned by the order they rank in the polls with the highest polling candidate in the middle. Standing center stage, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Thanking the governor, entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy, and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. Next is South Carolina Senator Tim Scott. There's a haze around Tim Scott. It's the heavenly Tim Scott. On the wing tonight, former Vice President Mike Pence. And North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum. <laughs> Burgum. We have questions on a wide variety of issues important to primary voters. Candidates get one minute. He's got a likable face. seconds to respond if singled out. When their time runs out, we'll all hear this. We have a lot of ground to cover, so please keep it civilized. Let's get going. We are in this spacious, sunny place tonight, designed to reflect the very nature and character of Ronald Reagan. It's a place that makes you proud to be an American. Yet today our nation is drowning in division and incivility. Voters say they dread the 2024 election and find politics exhausting. Two in dread, dread. The country is on the wrong track. And three in four say they, the economy is not in good shape. Prices are up 18% since 2020. More than half of the U.S. population has little access to childcare. 85% of Americans say their personal finances are... A I think he is originally from Britain, but he's been here for fucking forever. You can follow me. I've got you. Don't worry. President Biden is trying to do that with Bidenomics. And yesterday, he joined the picket lines where auto workers are demanding more wages and job security. Senator Scott, you recently reacted by praising Ronald Reagan for firing air traffic controllers in the 1980s, saying you strike Fuck him. Fired. Fuck Tim Scott. Thousands of striking auto workers today, Senator. Obviously, the President of the United States cannot fire anybody in the private sector. However, we should look back at the first bill in Congress under Pro Joe Biden. The first bill had $86 billion for the union pensions because they continue to overpromise yet underdeliver. One of the challenges that we have in the current negotiations is that they want four-day French work weeks, but more money. They want more benefits, working fewer hours. That is simply not going to stand. I sat in a finance committee hearing when a widow came before the committee who was promised pensions from, from the unions, $4,000 a month. Unfortunately, it had been cut to $1,000 a month. We must make sure that we honor the commitments that we make. And one of the ways that we do that, do not overpromise and then underdeliver and leave the taxpayers on the hook. 
I'll say this, Joe Biden should not be on the picket line. He should be on the southern border working to close our southern border because it is unsafe, wide open, and insecure, leading to the deaths of 70,000 Americans in the last 12 months because of fentanyl. It is devastating. Every county in America is now a border county because fentanyl has devastated Americans in every single state. I will also say... Oh, yeah, well, we built this county on rock and roll. Since Joe Biden has taken office and he eliminated Title 42. He did! One thing he should do is finish the wall, reinstate Title 42, and get the job done. Well, I can promise you that we are going to have a lot of questions on the border and immigration, but in the meantime, we do want to talk about the economy and jobs, and especially want to talk about this strike for just a moment more. Mr. Ramaswamy, you've said you really empathize with the strikers. You're standing next to Senator Scott. Do you agree with what he said, or do you think he's wrong? I agree with some of what he said, for sure. I like the spirit of it. I'll say that I don't have a lot of patience for the union bosses. I think that's where he and I actually have a common view. I do have a lot of sympathy for the workers, however. Uh, I'm sure Sean Fain would tell you to go fuck yourself, too. I've been through hardship growing up. My father stared down layoffs at GE under Jack Welch's tenure at the GE plant in Evendale, Ohio. My mom had to work overtime in nursing homes in Southwest Ohio to make ends meet and pay off our home loan. So I understand that hardship is not a choice. But victimhood is a choice, and we choose to be victorious in the United States of America. You know what? If I was giving advice to those workers, I would say go. What does that even mean? In Washington D.C., that's really where the protest needs to be. Disastrous economic policies that have driven up prices, that have driven up interest rates and mortgage rates. At the same time, wages remaining stagnant. What we need is to deliver economic growth in this country. Unlock American energy. Drill, frack, burn coal, embrace nuclear energy, put people back to work by no longer paying them more money to stay at home, stabilize the U.S. dollar itself. It doesn't happen. A majority of those unconstitutional federal regulations that are hampering our economy. That is how we unleash American exceptionalism. And that's not a You're, You were talking about victimhood. That is an American vision that we embrace economic growth and capitalism is still the best system known to Oh, I'm the victim of, of federal regulations. Apologize for it. That's what it means to be an American. Who the fuck is, is doing that? Make three You're easily impressed. The number of rank and the uh, member number of rank and file. I didn't see any mouths moving either. Part of a, walk, a wider income inequality trend in the country. The richest one percent now controls one fifth of all income. Vice President Pence, last week. Wild that you're hearing that kind of fact on Fox American Business. But you also support how these companies operate. Which is it? Well, thank you for the question. I want to thank uh, Univision and Fox Business for assembling such a wonderful forum. Look, I do wonderful forum. something Tim Scott just said. Joe Biden doesn't belong on a picket line. He belongs on the unemployment line. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm, I'm from the second leading manufacturing state in the country per capita. I was governor of the state of Indiana. We brought 12,000 factories. Why was Tim Scott looking at him like he was a chicken wing? Manufacturing. And I got to tell you, while 
uh, while the union bosses are talking about class warfare and talking about disparity in wages, I, I have to tell you, I really believe what's driving that is Bidenomics has failed. Wages are not keeping up with inflation. Auto workers and all American workers are feeling it. And families are struggling in this economy. And Joe Biden's Green New Deal agenda is good for Beijing and bad for Detroit. We ought to repeal the Green New Deal, get rid of the mandates and subsidies that are driving American gasoline automotive manufacturing into the graveyard. And beyond that also, uh, as President of the United States, I'll be standing with workers all across America America, and I'll be standing for the right to work of every American to join a union or not join a union as they decide. There's no doubt that Joe Biden needs to be fired. That's why I'm running for president. I look forward to being the next president of the United States. I will also say I know America can do for United States of America. Governor Haley, you raise your hand. Yeah, I think we need to look at exactly what happened. Biden showed Nikki up. Nikki Haley. But why are those workers actually there? It's because of all of the spending that he has pushed through in the economy that's raised the inflation. So when you look at the fact that we are paying higher gas prices, higher grocery prices, I mean, it's rumble. More a year for families. What we need to do is I came out with an economic plan, eliminate the gas and diesel tax so that they have more money in their pocket. Let's focus on, on going after middle America and cutting taxes for middle America and collapsing those brackets. Let's get rid of unfair distortions like the state and local tax that they give to wealthy people in, in blue states. I'm on the official GOP rumble account. Sure make the small business taxes permanent. They only made those temporary. They made the corporate taxes permanent. Let's focus on what it takes to get more cash in the pockets of workers. That's when we'll be able to deal with strikes like this, not sitting on a picket line like Joe Biden is. Thank you, Governor. Wait, what? We have other questions to get to about economy. It's rumble. I, I to, I'm sorry. Allow me to, allow yeah, me to. I'm sorry, I have to jump in. Because we're missing the point, and every other network is missing the point. The reason why people are striking is because Joe Biden's interference with capital markets and with free markets. The subsidies, we're subsidizing the automakers and we're subsidizing the cars and a particular kind of car, not every car, we're particularly, we're subsidizing electric vehicles. And when you decide that we're gonna take all of your taxpayer monies, take a billion dollars, subsidize a certain type of vehicle, and the batteries come from China, China controls 85% of the rare earth minerals. They're called rare earth because they're measured in parts per million. China is moving 100,000 pounds of earth in Indonesia, in Africa. They're literally destroying the planet so that we can make and make a battery that's in a car subsidized here. That's why they're striking because they need two thirds less workers to build an electric car. Joe Biden, this strike is at Joe Biden's feet. He inserted himself. Burgum's coming for blood. If Congress does not reach a deal by the end of this week, Vice President Pence warns that politics of, quote, Trump's populist protégés, like Mr. Ramaswamy, are a road to ruin for the GOP. 
If the government shuts down, should voters blame populist Republicans? Voters should blame everybody who's in Washington, D.C. They get sent down there to do the job, and they've been failing at doing the job for a very long time. And let's be honest about this with the voters. You know, during the Trump administration, they added $7 trillion, $7 trillion in national debt. And now the Biden administration has put another $5 trillion on and counting. They have failed, and they're in the spot they're in now because none of them are willing to tell the truth. None of them are willing to take on the difficult issues. They just want to keep kicking the can down the road. And the inflation that Nikki spoke about is absolutely right, and it's caused by government spending. And that's why people all across this country are suffering tonight. And yet, the answer is because Joe Biden hides. In his Boo, Chris Christie. Answer as to why he's raising the debt the way he's done, and Donald Trump he hides behind the walls of his golf clubs and won't show up here to answer questions like all the rest of us are up here to answer. He put seven trillion on the debt. He should be in this room to answer those questions for the people you talk about who are can suffering. And if the government and if the government closes and if the government closes, it's the blame. It is to the blame of everyone in Washington, D.C., who has failed to do their job and just plays to the grandstand. Give him a job the next question is for Governor DeSantis. Done. 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 We want to get things done. Can we please respect the time? We can get it done. Governor DeSantis, you haven't spoken. Please. The people in Washington are shutting down the American dream with their reckless behavior. They borrowed, they printed, they spent, and now you're paying more for everything. They are the reason for that. They have shut down our national sovereignty by allowing our border to be wide open. So please spare me uh, the crocodile tears for these people. They need to change what's going on. And where's Joe Biden? Alligators. Don't you have alligators in Florida? And you know who else is missing in action? Donald Trump is missing in action. He should be on this stage tonight. He kind of not. He's defend his record where they added seven. He's right here, sir. That set the stage for the inflation that we have now. I can tell you, he's still rambling. We cut taxes. We ran surpluses. We've paid down over 25% of our state debt. And I vetoed wasteful spending when it came to my desk. And as your president, when they send me a bloating spending bill that's going to cause your prices. There are 200K watching the debate. There's only uh, 80,000 watching Trump, but that's right side broadcasting and not Trump's feed. And Americans, and I know that you've been thinking about it because childcare costs, they are up. They're topping $10,000 per month. Some families are spending up to half of their income yes. on childcare, and they're having to decide, is it worth it for me to work, or does it not make sense for me financially? In three days, the billions of dollars in pandemic-era funding is going to end, and 70,000 daycares could close. So you had an effort to broaden eligibility for childcare assistance. That fell apart last year. And for the moms and dads out there who are worried, what can you tell them if you weren't able to get it through the Congress, how could you do it as president? Certainly one of the things I did as a member of the Congress was to make sure that we protected the Head Start programs around the country, giving people the opportunity to pick and choose the place that they send their children. The challenges that we see today under the Biden administration is that the cost for daycare has gone over $15,000 per child. In the Build Back Broker plan, he called it a Build Back Better plan, it was going up to 29,000. You have to explain your joke. 
fix that problem is to make sure that we actually cut taxes and give more Americans their money back. When I helped write the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, we actually lowered a single mother's taxes by 70% on the federal level. For dual income households by 60%. <laughs> then we went a step Yeah, forward. I got it and I groaned. And made it refundable. By doing that, more parents had more resources to make the decisions how to take care of their family. The one thing we should do is let the American people keep their money. When that happens, the greatest opportunities rise from the ashes. Okay, I need we to give jump you 15 seconds. Go ahead, I and then we're going to the border. Ilya mischaracterized a part of my view. I think this artificial division is unhelpful in our party. The real divide is not between the Republicans on this stage. And in the Reagan Library, I want to say these are good people on this stage. No, they're not. The divide is between the majority of us in this stupid? who love the United States of America and share our founding ideals. Do you think we're Free stupid? speech, meritocracy, the idea you get ahead in this country, not on the color of your skin, but on the content of your character, and the fringe minority in the Democrat Party that has a chokehold over that party. That's the real divide. Right. So this populist versus classical debate is artificial. Ilya? We need to unite this party. We have all these questions. We're going to get to you. We're going to come back to you. No, There's a lot of time. We're about child care. Nobody answered the question. In North Dakota, we, knew that, we knew that the cliff was coming. We knew that there Burger were millions of people without it. And so guess what? We planned. Okay. And when we, we, pa we passed legislation because child care We will is, get you some questions, but you're going to have to let us move on. We are going to the border next. Child care is workforce infrastructure. I haven't given a chance to respond. I applaud him. That's one way to get some some notice. The idea of amnesty. Who cares what Ronald Reagan said? Down roots and who have lived here, even though some time back uh, they they may have entered illegally. Two years later, President Reagan granted amnesty to nearly three million immigrants. Something no Democrat or Republican president has done since. Governor Christie. As governor of a non-border state in 2010, you supported a path to citizenship. But when you ran for president in 2016, you flipped, saying immigrants should be And he should be playing with urgency. Packages. Where do you stand now on a path to citizenship? I applaud his strategy. I think it's smart. Well, the problem is that since no one has done anything since we first had this discussion 13 years ago, we're not in a position to be able to do any of that anymore. What we have to do now is first treat this like the law enforcement problem it is. Our laws are being broken every day at the southern border, every day. And Joe Biden and his crew is doing nothing about enforcing that law. They are letting it go. And by the way, they announced during the presidential race they were going to let it go. And we need to have a, go a president who acts like I did as governor, enforce the law. First and wait, 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 wait. You were in a whole scandal called Bridgegate to send the National Guard to partner with Customs and several of your administration officials stop the prosecuted, but also to make sure that we send a much different message. 
We want you here in this country to fill the six million vacant jobs we have, but only if you come here to follow the law and only if you come here legally. If you come here illegally, we will apprehend you and we will send you back across the border from which you came. And the fact is that until we set a law- Trump just wrapping up his speech. Not only now, but in the future, we won't, we won't be able to continue this. And I'll look, I'll tell you this, Donald Trump failed on this as well. He said he was going to build Jinx. across the whole border. He built 52 miles of wall and said Mexico would pay for it. Guess what? I think if Mexico knew that he was only going to build 52 miles, they might have paid for the 52 miles. Thank you, Governor. All right, Governor. Oh. Most illegal immigrants are coming from countries south of the border. You've seen the Fox News drone. It's captured the steady stream of people coming into the country on a daily basis. In fact, I think, believe we have a live picture of it tonight. That is happening right now, live. In the last decade, the U.S. has spent nearly $55 billion to address the root causes of migration. But crime, poverty, and corruption, they persist, and the number of migrants is only growing. Are we wasting our money? Well, what happens is when Joe Biden waved the green flag, it told everybody to come. And now we've seen six million people cross the border. We've had more fentanyl that have killed Americans in the Iraq, Vietnam, or Afghanistan wars combined. Thank you, Nimarada. To make sure that we are a country of laws. The second we stop being a country of laws, we give up everything this country was founded on. So we have to secure the border. The way we do that is, first of all, defund sanctuary cities. You see what's happening in Philadelphia right now. It'll give you blue balls, DJ Dub. We need to make sure we put 25,000 more Border Patrol and ICE agents on the ground and let them do their job. I spent 400 miles down that border, and I'm telling you, Border Patrol agents aren't allowed to do their job. Let's go back to remain in Mexico policy. Instead of catch and release, let's go to catch and deport. What about and the let's make that we been, what about the aid that federal taxpayers are paying to deal with the root causes? It's not working. The or only is it? aid that we should be spending right now is to secure the border, the southern border, the northern border, period. You would cut we off need aid to, to keep the Americans safe, and right now Americans are not safe. Only when we fix the immigration system, only when we get the border secure, should we ever look at putting any more money into this. Right. Our money should be about keeping Americans safe. We're not doing that. Joe Biden's not doing that. And you mentioned Congress and, and shutting down government. I'll make it clear. We have to change the budget process. In four years, in 40 years, Congress has only delivered a budget on time four times in 40 years. Right. If they don't keep the government open, they should not get paid. No pay, no budget. That's the way we should have Governor DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, we have a question for you. Governor DeSantis, China invested $12 billion in Latin America just last year. They signed strategic These questions are all over the place. Countries, including Mexico. And China's military ties to the region. DeSantis looks like he just took a shit in his pants. Exercises. Are you comfortable with China deepening ties with our southern neighbors? Of course not. And the reason why we're in this mess is because elites in D.C. for far too long have chosen surrender over strength when it comes to the CCP. Some people in our country got rich, our industrial base got hollowed out, and they have been able to build the second most powerful military in the entire world. We need a totally new approach to China. We are going to have real hard power in the Indo-Pacific, like Reagan, to deter their ambitions. We're going to have economic independence from China, where we're decoupling our economy. And 
we are going to go after the cultural power they have in this country. As governor of Florida, I banned the CCP from buying land in our state. We should do that all across these United States. We shouldn't have them in our universities. We shouldn't have Confucius Institutes. So what you see a country in decline. Our what Confucius do? China's going to surpass us this decade, and if they do that, that's going to affect every single American household. As your president, I am not going to let that happen. I'm going to reverse this country's decline. We are going to choose strength, not surrender, when it comes to the CCP. America is not, America is not a country in decline. Under Joe Mr. Biden, Mr. we are a country you in retreat. You propose, quote, universal deportation for all undocumented immigrants and their children, even if the children are citizens of the United States. Under what legal premise will you expel U.S. citizens? So the first thing I want to say is I agree with everything. The Republicans on the stage are on the right side of this issue. Militarize the southern border, stop funding sanctuary cities, and end foreign aid to Mexico and Central America to end the incentives to come across. But I do go a step further. You're right about that, Ilya. I favor ending birthright citizenship for the kids of illegal immigrants in this country. Now, the left will howl about the Constitution and the 14th Amendment. The difference between me and them is I've actually read the 14th Amendment. What it says is that all persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the laws and jurisdiction thereof are citizens. So nobody believes that the kid of a Mexican diplomat in this country enjoys birthright citizenship. Not a judge or legal scholar in this huh? country will disagree with me on that. Well, if the kid of a Mexican diplomat doesn't enjoy birthright citizenship, then neither does the kid of an illegal migrant who broke the law to come here. And as the father of two sons, it is hard for me to look them in the eye and say, you have to follow the law when our own government fails to follow its own laws. That's how we really go the distance and solve this problem and restore the rule of law in the United States of America because that is part of what it even means to be an American. Senator Scott, you oppose ending birthright citizenship. What does Mr. Ramaswamy have wrong on that issue? Yeah, there's no doubt that fact that when you think of the Constitution and the 14th Amendment, it was certainly written as it relates to slavery, not as it relates to illegal immigration. It's been applied to illegal immigration. So the challenge that we face is, in fact, one that has to do with whether or not the people that come here are under the jurisdiction of our laws. And frankly, if you come here illegally, you are not. Now, surviving a Supreme Court argument is something I can't tell you. But from a perspective of the Constitution, I think it's simple that clearly it was designed for slavery and not for illegal immigration. I'll go one step further, though. When we have a conversation about the things that are happening on this stage, we think about the fact that Vivek just said we were all good people, and I appreciate that because last of all, he said we were all bought and paid for. And I thought about that for a little while and said, you know, I can't imagine how you could say that. As if he isn't. You were just in business with the Chinese Communist Party and the same people that funded Hunter Biden, millions of dollars, was a partner this of yours as well. It's not nonsense. So look, you, here's what I, 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 I want to respond. These, these are good people who are tainted by a broken system. And it's not the fault I, I of anybody who's involved. Some of us are tainted. Excuse me. Thank you for speaking while I'm interrupting. Literally. You said bought and paid Speaking while he's interrupting. You can't, you can't be on both sides. Gentlemen, you'll have your turn. One of the challenges we should have, we should have a debate between the big business in China. Everybody knows that. If I may, if I may address. China. 
Well, that's what we need to be. I actually agree with Ron DeSantis. Speaking at the same time, no one can understand. Exactly. So, if I may, I agree with Ron DeSantis on China. When every other CEO expanded into the Chinese market, you know what I did with my first company? We opened a subsidiary in China. But you know what I did that was different than every other company? We got the hell out of there. And when I started my yeah, next right company, Strive, right when it was thought it was Trump was up there with him. I started my next company, Strive, to compete against BlackRock. Excuse me. No, no. To compete against BlackRock. I made a commitment that we would never do business in China. And I will say something. Yes. I think you have more than time to explain yeah. your point. Well, if I, I was interrupted by a lot of people here, and I want to be respectful I've because I yeah. believe these people. You were respectful people, last bit. But I do not yeah. believe in these. We're sitting here in the Reagan Library. Yes, I wish you would do not think it was midnight in America. In honor of Ronald Reagan's library, if I may, well, from one, Tim, listen, from one hey, admirer listen, of Ronald all, Reagan all to I'm another, asking, from you. one admirer of Reagan to another, Did we cannot do deals with the Chinese four years ago. This isn't productive. I want to hear about that. I let's can't, have a policy debate. What's going on? I'll, I'll let us have a policy debate. Let's have about their records. Let's have a policy debate. And the right answer is we need to declare independence from China. I love that Bergham's just over there smiling. The Trump-Pence administration canceled DACA, which put the legal status of 600,000 dreamers in the hands. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch to Univision's YouTube. I'm gonna switch to Univision's YouTube. See if this fixes our issues. Let me speak. Oh. I negotiated the Oh, I wasn't expecting that. We reduced illegal immigration and asylum abuse by 90%. And as president My of the bad. United States, I can do it again. And the, so truth is, we, the truth is, we need to fix a broken immigration system, and I'll do that as well. But first and foremost, a nation without borders is not a nation. And we have God damn to it. secure the southern border of the United States of America. I know how to do it, and we will do it again. And let me say one other thing about China. Let me say one other thing about China. Would you negotiate with Congress to give a solution to the problem that Dream This is the main channel in Rumble with the debate. I served in Congress for 12 years, although God damn it. longer. <laughs> but you know, something I've done different than everybody on this stage is I've actually I've actually secured reform in Congress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because I'm an idiot. That's why, Richard. But you've increased spending in Florida by 30%. When I was a member of Congress in 2006, right after Hurricane Katrina, Dana, you remember it. We I thought maybe there'd be Congress. captions. I led House conservatives. We cut $100 billion out of the federal budget. It can be done, but as I said in the last debate, I'll say again, this is no time for on-the-job training. I'm going to be ready on day one to get Congress to step up, secure the southern border of the United States, build a military fitted to our times, and we're going to get spending in Washington, D.C. under control once and for all. Other side of this break, and I propose to go to a break. How will these candidates make America safer as rising crime plagues our cities? Debate night continues in moments. Do you trust our government and where the economy is heading? Does the thought of losing your hard-earned retirement savings to DC's reckless spending scare the heck out of you? Well, you're not alone. Smart Americans are taking action while they still can by reaching out to Birch Gold Group, 
For over 20 years, Birch Gold has helped concerned Americans protect their futures. Oh God, what happened? Apologies. They went to a commercial break right as I got up. I really wanted a donut. I got these donuts over here. I wanted a donut. My apologies for that. Blame the donut. Bad time for me to take a donut break. What do you think those for? It's been uh, pretty crazy. I walk over and see this old guy talking. I'm like, Who's this old guy on my stream? I've just been sitting here thinking about this donut. <laughs> that, that has been like the only thing going through my mind for at least the last 15 minutes. Is it like an Edmund, Edmunds? They're a really good donut. I was playing video games with my buddy last night. I was like, I don't have any kind of like sweets. I have to order groceries tomorrow, today. Get some kind uh, get some sweets. I got some donuts and I got some ice cream. These donuts are the fucking shit. I wish I could like feed you donuts. I wish I could shotgun you some weed. Feel like I follow her OnlyFans. Please, my donut went to the floor. Wait, that was a that was an ad for Black Rival Coffee. I'm sorry, Ray. I'm a big fan of donuts. Like I'm, I'm from where like Krispy Kreme is from. I'm glad I had these donuts. Who do you think is winning the debate? What do you guys think? I like a glazed donut. I like a powdered donut. I like all donuts. Like I'm, I'm pretty into donuts. I'm, I'm liking this Burgum cat. I'm liking that he's asserting himself. Vague is also trying to assert himself. 
Here we go again. to the Reagan Library for the second Republican presidential debate. I do want to just remind you. I might you, get another donut. For questions, three seconds for a follow-up. And the more you mention each other, that means a fewer questions you're going to get. Okay, so we want to talk about crime. This has been a horrendous problem in our country. Fox News and others have been covering it. Governor Christie, crime in major cities is striking fear into the hearts of Americans. Just last night, looters took over the streets of Philadelphia. You said in the last debate that you would use U.S. attorneys to prosecute crimes. Local prosecutors won't. But they are stretched as well, and they could not handle all of the lawlessness, the shoplifting, all the carjackings, the armed robberies. They're all surging. Progressive prosecutors were elected by their constituents, and they can't be fired by a president. So what would you do to end the revolving door of criminality? Well, look, Dana, the only one on this stage who's done it. For seven years, I ran the fifth largest office in this country um, uh, at the U.S. Attorney's Office in New Jersey. And Weed after donut. For the number of prosecutions that we brought that still have not been broken. And the reason was that we went after the crime that was affecting people's lives. And as president, I will appoint an attorney general and instruct that attorney general that you are to put all the resources that are necessary to bring our cities back under control. The fact is they will be stretched. There's no doubt about that, but that's what they take the job for, because they love the idea of enforcing the law. Are our cities out of control? And not just in our cities, but we need the law and order back everywhere. We need law and order back in our suburbs. People are threatened there. We need it in our rural areas. People feel threatened there. And we need it in Washington, D.C. also. And Donald Trump should be here to answer for that, but he's not. And I want to look at that camera. I feel, right I feel like that's Donald historically been about, like, you know, yourself. white people are getting out of control. And you're not here tonight. Not because of polls and not because of your indictments. Y'all are whistle. Because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. All right. I want to ask Don the governor. A couple of prosecutors in your state, but as governor, I mean, sorry, as president, you would not have the ability to do that. How do you think about dealing with the root causes of crime, especially this revolving door of the criminals that just get out and come back and commit another crime? Well, the crime in these cities is, is one of the strongest signs of the decaying of America. We can't be successful as a country if people aren't even safe uh, to live in places like Los Angeles and San Francisco. Just being in Southern California over the last couple of days, my wife and I have met three people who have been mugged on the street. And that would have never happened 10 or 20 years ago. In Florida, we back the blue. We support the men and women. No, it's physically more likely to happen we have like 20, 30 years ago. Crime rate. And yes, when I had two progressive prosecutors that weren't following the law in Florida, I removed them from their post, and the people of Florida are safer as a result of it. As president, I will use the Justice Department to bring civil rights cases against all of those left-wing Soros-funded prosecutors. We're not going to let them get away with it anymore. We want to reverse No, that sounds about right. And also, welcome. Good evening. Over rioting and disorder. On a related subject, Governor Haley, there's a no Oh, that slimy smile. Shortage. Retirements are up. Recruitment is in the tank. Morale is at a record low. Three years ago, you signed a pledge to support law enforcement. Now, pledges are a nice idea, but what's your actual plan to get more police on our streets? 
Well, and I actually did it in South Carolina, too. You know, what we knew in South Carolina was you take care of those who take care of you. We have to start taking care of law enforcement, but it's not just taking care of them with words. It's making sure that you also follow through on what they do. Right now, we have a lot of stolen guns on the street. Well, these law enforcement officers, they arrest these people, and then they go and they're let out the very next day. So law enforcement feels like they don't know one has their back. We have to start prosecuting according to the law. We have to make sure we have the backs of law enforcement, and we have to make sure that we're a country of law and order. But I want to go back to China because I don't think we spent enough time on that. Right now, we have to look at what government's doing to hurt us against China, too. You have a company, U.S. Antibiotics, that produces amoxicillin, the number one antibiotic that we need. And right now, there is a company in Bristol, Tennessee, that produces that. Yet our federal government only gets it from China. We need to be focusing on companies that produce in America and supporting those companies that produce in America, not companies that are helping China. Governor, we will be talking foreign policy later. Thank you, um, Stuart. We're going to stay in the topic of um, crime because it affects all of us. Governor Bergam, for the first time ever, a Univision poll found that mass shootings and gun safety are one of the most important issues for Latino voters. Mental health concerns are not unique to the United States, but gun violence is. What is your specific plan? to curb gun violence. Well, first we need to know and understand is I think that the liberal left is, seems to be just completely bent on prosecuting law-abiding citizens that are gun owners because every solution they have to this is take away the Second Amendment rights of Americans and somehow that's going to solve the problem. But all these cities was, that we're talking about that you showed the videos of tonight, they have some of the strictest gun laws in the country. So we know that that's not what's working. But what we have to do is get back to the core issues about the, the family. We have to get back to behavioral health. Strictest gun laws, and they have some of the lowest rates of crime. And like we've done in North Dakota, comparable to to other large cities. Military-friendly state in the nation. We've got the most military and the most support of what we're doing in terms of law enforcement because the the morale is down because we've been defunding the police because they've been attacked in the press. The police. Where have we been defunding the police? There's all these jobs available in America. Why would you be a policeman if people don't even respect them? Every time I see a policeman, the first thing I say is thank you, and so does everybody else. And my family and mo- I say, people fuck you. We have to respect the people that are out there defending us every single day. Can I answer the question Mr. on mass shootings? Mr. Ramaswamy, according to Customs and Border Protection, about 90% of fentanyl is seized Not high enough for this shit. border crossings. And 57% of the smugglers are U.S. citizens. How would you stop fentanyl brought into the country, mostly by U.S. citizens, through ports of entry? There's two sides to this, and we have to be very honest about it. One is we do have to seal that southern border. Building the wall is not enough. They're building cartel-financed tunnels underneath that wall. Semi-trucks can drive through them. We have to use our own military to seal the Swiss cheese of a southern border. But we also have to be honest. There's a demand-side problem in this I don't want to militarize border. I met family in Iowa. Mexico is cool. We should be able to come and go from there as we please. 17 years old. He bought Percocet on Snapchat and then he died. Why did he die? Because it was laced with fentanyl. That is closer to bioterrorism, not a drug overdose. That is poisoning. Where, where can I get this Percocet on Snapchat? But it's also our job to make sure that 17-year-olds don't turn to Percocet via Snapchat. 
We have to bring back mental health care in this country, not with pumping pharmaceuticals, but with faith-based faith approaches that restore in the next generation of Americans. Many of them are getting it through social media. And this isn't a Republican point or a Democrat point. But if you're 16 years old or under, you should not be using an addictive social media product, period. This is something that we can both agree on and we can revive both the mental health of this country. Hey, my, my stream is 18 plus. More people this year than who died on 9-11. And I refuse to be a passive bystander sitting in the White House like the hollowed out husk of a current president we have. We will step up Whoa. and this problem to stand for Americans and our children. That is why, everything he said I agree with, that is why, as Commander-in-Chief, I'm going to use the U.S. military to go after the Mexican drug cartels. They are killing our people. And the stories that I've seen... We're going to attack Mexico. 18 months, parents rented an Airbnb. And apparently the people that had rented it before were using drugs. The infant was crawling, the toddler was crawling on the carpet. I smell bullshit. Fentanyl residue yep. and died. Are we just going to sit here and let this happen, this carnage happen in our country? I am not going to do that. So I guarantee you on day one, this border is going to be a day one issue for me as president. We're going to declare it a national march. Yes, we'll build the wall. We'll do remain in Mexico. But those Mexican drug cartels are going to be treated like the foreign right, terrorist go. organizations that they are. All right, Vice President Pence, and we're going to move on to a different issue. Hold on, sir. Vice President Pence. Just dollars. last month, Vice President Pence, you said $5 billion. Obamacare mandates. However, you also made that same promise in 2016. And at that time, Trump Pence had congressional majorities for at least the first two years. And you did not deliver on that promise. So, Obamacare, right now, it is more popular than ever. Why should Americans trust you if you become president to fix that? Or is Obamacare here to stay? Yeah, totally. There is the real Jake Carey story that we've covered here on the stream. It's an important one, Dana. Look, I'm someone that believes that justice delayed is justice denied. And as a father of three, as a grandfather of three beautiful little girls, I'm, I am sick and tired of these mass shootings happening in the United States of America. And if I'm president of the United States, I'm going to go to the Congress of the United States and we're going to pass a federal expedited death penalty for anyone involved in a mass shooting so that they, they will meet their fate in months. John has been fucking wild thus far. That the, the, uh, the Parkland shooter, Ron, is actually going to spend the rest of his life behind bars in Florida. That's not justice. We have to mete out justice and send a message to these would-be killers that you are. No, no, no. I think I think death is the easy way out. But does that mean Obamacare is here to stay? <laughs> well, thank you for reiterating the question because I'd love to answer it. Uh, I think it's one of the choice. I think it's one of the choices here. You know, my former running mate, Donald Trump, actually has a plan to start to consolidate more power in Washington, D.C., consolidate more power in the executive branch. If I'm president of the United States, it's my intention to make the federal government smaller by returning to the states those resources and programs that are rightfully theirs under the Tenth Amendment of the Constitution. That means all Obamacare funding, all, right. all housing funding, all HHS funding, all of it goes back to the states. We'll shut down the Federal Department of Education 
education will allow states to right. innovate. We're going to revive federalism in America, and states are going to help I'm not bring sure we America on back. Statement. Stu, go ahead. May I remind everyone to keep within that time frame so that we can get as many questions as possible? This question for Governor DeSantis. Over 26 million Americans don't have insurance coverage. Governor DeSantis, two and a half million of them are in your state. That's worse than the national average. Can Americans trust you on this? Well, I think this is a, a symptom of our overall economic decline. Everything has gotten more expensive. You see insurance rates are going through the roof. State? People that are going to get groceries. I spoke with a woman in Iowa, and she said, you know, for the first time in my life, uh, I'm having to take uh, things out of my grocery cart when I get to the checkout line because the, the total goes up so quickly. Sure. So this is very real, and people are hurting out there. So we've got to address the underlying problem with Bidenomics, the overspending, taking all Biden's rules and regulations. I'm going to throw them in the trash can on day one. You're not going to have to worry about that. We're going to open up all of our energy. The we will trend. be energy dominant in this country that will lower your gas prices. And what we need to do with health care is recognize our health care is putting patients at the back of the bus. We have big pharma, big insurance, and big government, and we need to tackle that and have more power for the people and the doctor-patient relationship. shit analogy. Why is your record in Florida on insurance worse than the national average? It's, our, our state's a dynamic state. We've got, we've got a lot of uh, folks that come, of course. We've had a population boom. We also don't have uh, a lot of welfare benefits in Florida. You know, we're basically saying we want to, this is a field of dreams. You can do well in the state, but we're not going to be like California and have massive numbers of people um, on government programs without work requirements. We believe you work and you got to do that. And so that goes for all the welfare benefits. And you know what that's done, Stuart? Our unemployment rate is the lowest amongst any big state. We have the highest GDP growth amongst any big state. And even CNBC, no fan of mine. Oh, Rank Florida, the number one economy in America. On the topic of health care, Governor Haley, health care is the leading cause of bankruptcy for American families, accounting for two-thirds of all personal bankruptcies. As president, how you protect Americans who get sick from financial ruin? First of all, how can we be the best country in the world and have the most expensive health care in the world? We have an issue. My mom was in the hospital, and when she was in the hospital, they tried to bring her a couple of Tylenol, and she said, I don't need it. And they said, honey, go ahead and take it because you're paying for it anyway. Why is it that when we got the bill, the insurance company in the hospital negotiated the bill for her without her having anything to do with it? When I am president, we will break all of it, from the insurance company to the hospitals to the doctor's offices to the PBMs to the pharmaceutical companies. We will make it all transparent because when you do that, you will realize that's what the problem is. Second thing is you've got to deal with tort law. The lawyer, the doctors don't give you the 10 tests because they want to. It's because of the 90% chance they'll get sued. And then we need to bring competition back to health care, get rid of certificate of need systems, and make sure that they can compete. We have to put the patient in the driver's seat. They've been in the back seat for way too long. And once we give the patient the ability to decide their health care, deciding which plan they want, that is when we will see magic happen. But we're going to have to make every part of yeah. the industry open up and show us where their warts are, because they all have them, and we need to fix this on their warts? Do you have a better way in 30 seconds? Well, yes, 
We're not, we're not talking about the real... Yeah, fix health care in 30 seconds. ...the most expensive health care in the world. It's because the federal government got involved the same way they did with EVs, and they said, we're going to subsidize a particular kind of software back in 2008 under Obama, and they said, hey, we're going to do this. It's going to make everybody more produ productive. All of you that are watching have been to a doctor's office when the doctor's got his back to you and their hands on a keyboard. The, the only industry in the world that's ever absorbed $1 trillion of IT and became less productive, they saw less patients per day, is U.S. healthcare because of they were subsidizing a certain kind of technology. It wasn't, it wasn't about improving healthcare. It was about picking winners and losers. Every time the federal government's involved, whether it's higher education, okay. healthcare, or now the auto industry, things get more expensive and less competitive. That was a great transition because we are going to move on the future education in America. What's the government's role in finding a way forward? The second Republican Ooh. debate rolls on from Simi Valley. Rolls on. Oh, God. Oh, God. Are we doing a good enough job teaching our children what America is and what she represents in the long history of the world? What America is is mass shootings every day. Do you trust our government and where the economy is heading? Ooh. Well, this has been something thus far, hasn't it? I, the questions have been all over the place. Raw rolls on. <laughs> Fucking Michael Cole. Anyway, <laughs> it has been a wild debate thus far. I think we are are still yet to to see the the most fireworks. It might get even more contentious as it goes on. I don't even know. I can't pick a winner in the first hour. What do you guys think? Like I, there's nobody that's particularly stood out. I could just be high and I was focused on that donut for a while. Donuts. I ate a couple of donuts. This commercial looks wild. It's a commercial for Rumble too. It's like it was like a jock wanting a Asian kid to do his homework. It was it was very odd. Whole this whole setup is odd over here. Commit to voting early. That's how we're going to beat the Democrats at their own game. Go to bankyourvote.com. And please take the pledge. Oh, God, I'm sorry. To beat Biden. I'm commanded by the chat, too. Oh, it's Kevin Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo here with an important... We did Kevin Sorbo last night. ...has proposed an $80 billion plan to boost IRS collection. Kevin Sorbo thinks that... Hollywood isn't manly enough tax network because this is this is the apex of manly here quickly settling your tax this is alpha male number one still have options call tax network USA today 
Hey there, stop changing channels. Hey. I'm out here in the woods, and you gotta see this. It's the new Patriot Power Generator 2000X, a solar generator worth its weight in gold when your power goes out, with double the capacity and expandable, so you can run your fridge even longer. It's fume-free, safe to use inside, and never need That's pretty cool. Ever. Plus, you'll get this solar panel free. Go to 4Patriots.com and do it now. Get your solar generator with free shipping and free panel at 4 I would say it's overpriced, though. Whoa. Rumble Cloud. I mean, I have Dropbox and it, it works pretty well. So I don't, I don't think I want, oh no, I don't want this guy again. This, this is a lizard person. I am certain that is a lizard person. I'm, I'm not one to comment on, on other people's looks. I'm not, I'm not the prettiest pool in the shelf. What? That's a lizard person if I've ever seen one. <laughs> oh, God damn. I, I don't know what to think about this debate thus far. We got another hour of this shit. I'm not high enough for it. Still on the it's still in the gold coins and shit over here. I don't know if it's froze. Oh, oh, oh yeah. You say school choice is the answer, but South Carolina, your home state, still has not enacted universal school choice, and even the current expansion won't be fully implemented until 2027. I didn't know they made a new one. Four years for a fix. Jones, so what good evening. Right now. Well, and school choice isn't the only answer, but I'll tell you it's not out of a lack of trying that we didn't try and get school choice in South Carolina. What I'll tell you, first of all, is we have to acknowledge the fact that 67% of our eighth graders are not proficient in reading or math. Over 80% of our eighth graders aren't proficient in history or civics. And recently they came out and said... Our 12 and 13 year olds are scoring at the lowest levels they've been scoring in reading and math in decades. So the first thing we've got to do is we've got to make sure we catch our kids back up. We have to make sure they can read. A child that can't read by third grade is four times less likely to graduate high school. We need to do reading remediation. We need complete transparency in the classroom. No parent should ever wonder what's being said or taught to their child in the classroom. We need to make sure that we have school choice so that there's competition. We need to move all the programs from the federal government down to the states and let states decide what education looks like in their states right. and we need to start building things in America again let's put vocational classes back in our high schools and let's get our kids building the things that we know that we can make when we start to focus on that and really four, four, parental involvement that's when we'll start to see a difference but we've got to get parents back included we've got to quit spending time on this DEI and CRT and instead focus on financial literacy on digital literacy and on making sure that our kids know what they need to do to have the jobs of the next generation. On the subject of education, on the subject of education, a question for Governor Christie. 
Students in your state are getting high marks on their report cards, but minorities are not doing well with math and reading. Black and Hispanic students averaging 29 points lower than white students in New Jersey. Would you address minorities first? You have to address all students. And look, in our state, Stuart, frankly... All students matter. Governor, that gap was close to 50%. And what we did was institute more charter schools and more renaissance schools and more public school choice in New Jersey with innovative solutions in cities like Camden, where now we took what was the worst school district in America during my time, and we have now increased that by nearly 40% in terms of their proficiency. It can be done when you give people choice, but let's tell the truth to everybody about what this is. This public school system is no longer run by the public. Sir, this is a GOP debate. Randy Walker and her crew are absolutely strangling. They are taking the worst of their members and defending them rather than advocating for our kids. And when you have the President of the United States sleeping with a member of the teachers' union, there is no chance that you could take the stranglehold away from the teachers' union every day. They have an advocate inside the White House every day for the worst of their teachers, not for our students to be the best they can be. What? The President of the United States has to take on the teachers' union. I did it in New Jersey, and I will do it as President of the United States. Did he say that Biden was bonking Randy Weingarten? Slaves develop skills which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit. You have said slaves develop skills in spite of slavery, not because of it. Yeah, that was but stupid. Many are still hurt. For the sentence of slaves, this is personal. What yeah, John, like we just, we breeze past that. Perpetrated by Kamala Harris. Uh, we are not going to be doing that. Second of all, that was written by descendants of slaves. These are great black history scholars. So we need to stop playing these games. Here's the deal. Our country's education system is in decline because it's focused on indoctrination, denying parents' rights. Florida represents the revival of American education. We're ranked number one in the nation. Hallelujah. Education by U.S. News and World Report. My wife and I, we have a six, five, and three-year-old. This is personal to us. We didn't just talk about universal school choice. We enacted universal school choice. We didn't just talk about parents' bill of rights. We enacted the parents' bill of rights. We eliminated critical race theory, and we now have American civics and the Constitution in our schools in a really big way, just like President Reagan asked for in his farewell address back in 1989. Florida is showing how it's done. We're standing with parents, and our kids are benefiting. You oppose to these new standards. What is your message for Governor DeSantis? There, there, is, not, there is not a redeeming quality in slavery. He and Kamala should have just taken the one sentence out. America has suffered because of slavery, but we've overcome that. We are the greatest nation on earth because we faced our demons in the mirror and made a decision. So often we think that all the issues, you talked about crime and education and healthcare, we always think that those issues go back to slavery. Here's the challenge though. Black families survived slavery. We survived poll taxes and literacy tests. We survived discrimination being woven into the laws of our country. What was hard to survive was Johnson's Great Society, where they decided to put money 
where they decided to take the black father out of the household to get a check in the mail, and you can now measure that in unemployment, in crime, in devastation. If you want to restore hope, you've got to restore the family, restore capitalism, and put Americans back at work together as one American family. Our nation continues to go in the right direction. It's why I can say I have been discriminated against, but America is not a racist country. Never, ever doubt who we are. We are the greatest country on God's green earth. And frankly, the city on the hill needs a brand new leader. And I'm asking right. for your vote. I'm going to have a question for you, Mr. Ramaswamy. Over 10.7 million students in over 18,000 public schools nationwide have the ability to change their identity without parental notification. Governor Christie told Stewart last week that he would pass a federal law to protect parental rights. Would you try to do the same? I have to be very clear about this. Transgenderism, especially in kids, is a mental health morning? disorder. We have to acknowledge the truth of that for what it is. I met two young women early in this campaign. on parental rights in school. Parents have the right to know. And you know what the hypocrisy of this is? Even New Hampshire failed to actually get past a piece of legislation here. The very people who say that this increases the risk of suicide are also the ones saying that parents don't have the right to know about that increased risk of suicide. And I'm sorry, it is not compassionate to affirm a kid's confusion. That is not compassion, that is cruelty. I met two young women, Chloe and Katie, early in this campaign, who are in their 20s, now regret getting double mastectomies and a hysterectomy. One of them will never have children. And the fact that we allowed that to happen in this country is barbaric. So I will ban genital mutilation or chemical castration okay, know, under the age of 18. And parents and, and have absolutely the right. Would you try right. to pass a federal law that says parents, parents should have that right? Right. We are going to require yes. states absolutely okay. have to follow. You didn't mention how old they were when it happened. Yes. You, you, in your state, this is you do not have a law that says parents can't be notified. Bergham. You want to be president. Would you try to pass a federal law to say parents have that right? I think this is a state's issue, but I do want to say something, because all night long we've been talking about issues about oh, how it's broken no, Washington, no. and I respect all of the people on the stage here for their 100-plus years of public service. Thank you. But the reason why we're not talking about education or health care or safety being a problem in North Dakota is because we have a business leader. I've got more experience as a business leader than I think this whole group combined. I know I've created more jobs than everybody else on stage, thousands of high-paying jobs that have real meaning. So as a business leader, you come in and you treat the taxpayer like a customer. So in North Dakota, instead of fighting with the teachers, no. we actually created a K-12 coordinating council. Everybody gets in the room and the customer is but the student. But you do understand that this is an issue that many people in America really are concerned about, worried about, about parents and notification in schools. Yes, and that's why we have 50 platforms of innovation. That's why we have states. There are certain things the federal government is supposed to do. It's not the Department of Education that needs to be assembled. We've got to move it back to states. Do what we did in North Dakota. Instead of like, right. oh, here's a choice school and here's an old here's an old school, the old way with the teachers union and the kids are trapped. We made every school in North Dakota an innovation school. Every school got out from under the red tape. The innovation school. Teach the values that we're trying to get, like 4-H, okay. like FFA, like Boy Scouts. Well, the they can get credit for all of that oh, stuff. And by the way, North Dakota Okay, is now at the top of the median SAT scores in the country right now. Vice President Pence, the Department of Homeland Security... At the top of the median SAT? What does that mean? Intensifying. According to a recent study, members of that community are nine times more likely... We're at the top of the middle. 
hate crimes. As president, how would you protect this community from violent attacks and discrimination? Well, as president of the United States, I'll, I'll stand up for the safety uh, and the civil liberties of every American from every background. And I want the American people to know that. But I want to answer the question as well, Dana, that you just asked Doug Burgum. Because by way of full disclosure, Chris, you mentioned the president's situation. I'm, my wife uh, isn't a member of the teachers union, but I got to admit, I'm, I've been sleeping with a teacher for 38 years. And um, the full disclosure, look, education is a state and local. Edgy. The state of Indiana had one of the very first school choice programs in the country. And when I was governor of the state of Indiana, we doubled That's it. That's the closest you'll ever get to sexual anarchy. You live in sexual very, anarchy. Very um, when, when the Linmar Community Schools in Iowa had a policy where you could, you had to have a permission slip from your parents to get a Tylenol, but you could get a gender transition plan without notifying your parents. I weighed in with a foundation. That's not bad policy, that's crazy. We're gonna stand up for the rights of parents and we're gonna pass a federal ban on transgender chemical or surgical surgery anywhere in the country. We've got to protect our kids from this radical gender ideology agenda and we've got to empower parents at the state level with, with the ability to choose where their kids go to school, whether it's public, private, parochial, or homeschool, you empower parents, and our schools will straighten up and reflect our values and focus uh, on Most parents are dumbasses. Possibly imagining. Just saying. Most people are dumbasses. China, China is investing. If you talk over everybody, please we lose time. China is investing heavily in their tech companies. $280 billion every year on semiconductor research and development. That is one CHIPS Act per year. Governor DeSantis, you say companies like Google and Meta have too much power. Doesn't going after them give China an edge? No, I think you look at how our societies develop. They have huge amount of power over our society. They've cracked down on free speech. Uh, we're not saying you don't want them to do business, but you want it to be a free market. And right now they're monopolies. But this issue of China, I think, is really going to be fundamental. Uh, we have subcontracted out so much of our national needs to the CCP. We rely on them for a whole host of issues. Yeah, CCP. We need to reshore and we need to decouple all those important industries. We need to get that back in the United States. They are our top geopolitical adversary by a country mile. Xi Jinping's got huge ambitions, not only in the Asia Pacific, but as you mentioned earlier, in our region. Uh, Xi Jinping, what, how do you say it? Uh, and so that's what we'll do as president of the United States. Governor Christie, I wanted to follow up on this because 22% of American workers fear their jobs will bean to a robot. And you said in the past that you, the free market is the way to go. Would you retrain workers who lose a job to artificial intelligence and to do what? I think Dana well, Perino's a robot. Artificial intelligence offers us is an extraordinary opportunity to expand well beyond the productivity that we have now and to have Americans be able to involve, be involved in that revolution, Dana. You know, each time we have shown incredible innovation and progress in this country, 
What we've done with it is to expand all kinds of new, even unthought of opportunities for folks. Yes, we have to do retraining for folks who lose some of their jobs, and we should be doing that. And we should have more training. The whole thing the has been disjointed. And the local level for people to be able to access it. So yes, I would be in favor of that. But this is a much bigger issue than that. We can't be afraid of innovation. America has been the great innovator of this world over the last 250 years, a technological innovator, a manufacturing innovator, and a freedom and governmental innovator. And that's why America has to continue to stand strong in the world, pro-innovation, pro-progress. Which, which America are you talking about? As President of the United States, what I will do is to make sure that every innovator in this country gets the government the hell off its back and out of its pocket so that it can innovate and bring great new inventions to our country that will make everybody's lives better. South America? TikTok is banned on government-issued devices because of its ties to the Chinese government. Yet you joined TikTok after dinner with boxer and influencer Jake Paul. Should the commanders damn Paul brothers. So easily persuaded? They hope we get Kim Paxton off. So the answer is I have a radical idea for the Republican Party. We need to win elections. And part of how we win elections is reaching the next generation of young Americans where they are. So when I get into Kids are on the TikTok. Kids under the age of social, under the age of 16, should not be using addictive social media. We're only going to ever get to declaring independence from China, which I favor, if we actually win. So while the Democrats are running rampant, reaching the next generation three to one, there's exactly one person in the Republican Party which talks a big game about reaching young people, and that's me. And let me level with all of you. I'm the new guy here, and so I know I have to earn your trust. What do you see? You see a young man who's in a bit of a hurry, maybe a little ambitious, bit of a know-it-all, it seems at times. I'm here to tell you, no, I don't know it all. I will listen. I will have the best people, the best and brightest in this country, whatever age they are. We've heard this before. will be probably many of the people on this stage included. That's how I built Only the best people. Challenged. I want people who disagree with me. That's what makes America great because we're not a perfect nation. We're founded on the pursuit of perfection. That is what makes America great. And that is why we will end it once we win this election. I have to jump. In TikTok. Oh, his account. This is infuriating because TikTok is one of the most dangerous social media apps yes, that is. we could have. And what you've got, I honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little Justin bit freaking on TikTok. Because I can't believe you know, they hear that we've got a TikTok situation. What they're doing. A TikTok situation. People are on TikTok. That means they can get your contacts, they can get your financial information, they can get your emails, they can Let get me just text say, messages, they can get all this of these is important. things. What about our emails? Vivek, what about our emails? You've gone and you've we helped China stop. build, make medicines in China, not America. You're now wanting kids to go and get on this social media that's dangerous for all of no. us. You went and you were in business with the Chinese that gave Hunter Biden $5 million. We can't we so can't me, trust you. We can't have TikTok in our kids. Mr. Ramaswamy, you yes. have 15 Thank seconds. I think, excuse me, you have 15 seconds, Mr. Ramaswamy. Thank you. I think we would be better served as a Republican Party 
if we're not sitting here hurling personal insults and actually have a legitimate debate I, I'm about policy following Reagan's 11th Commandment in his honor? And the answer is, that is what actually makes our country strong. And I believe, I believe in these people, these are good people on the stage, they disagree, but let's have a legitimate disagreement, that's what I would say. If it, Stuart, can we Governor, get back to the question? The no, question we cannot. Is on Governor DeSantis, I'm going straight. On this stage sir, that has a we, we, we will have to cut your mic, and I don't want to do that. I don't. So, Governor DeSantis, let me go to you. Experts say President Putin has ordered assassinations across Whoa. Europe, cheated on arms control treaties with the U.S., and seeks to work with China to force our decline. President Reagan believed that if you want to prevent a war, you better be prepared to fight one. Did Today, Reagan write these questions? Odds over aid to Ukraine. The price tag so far is $76 billion. They dig his bones up. But is it in our best interest to degrade Russia's military for less than... They used a Ouija board, didn't they? ...annually on defense, especially when there are no U.S. Contact the, in the contact the soul of Ronald Reagan we'll from hell. We're not going to have a blank check. We will not have U.S. troops. And we're going to make the Europeans do what they need to do. But they've sent money to pay uh, bureaucrats' pensions and salaries and funding small businesses halfway around the world. Meanwhile, our own country is being invaded. Uh, we don't even have control of our own territory. We have got to defend the American people before we even worry about all these other things. And I watch these guys in Washington, D.C., and they don't care about the American people. They don't care about the fentanyl deaths. They don't care about the communities being overrun because of this border. They don't care about the Mexican drug cartels. So as commander in chief, I will defend this country's sovereignty. But it's not a territorial they're all, they're all desperate, aren't they? And 90% of the resources that we send over to Ukraine is guaranteed, it's a loan. It is not, 90% of the money that we send over there is loan. Well, we can talk about this, but at the end of the day, 90% of the money that we send over there is actually We're in the form of a loan. It's not, not actually not be paid by Ukraine, it's paid by the yes. NATO, our NATO allies. So I think it's number a good one, topic. It's I a think it's a really topic good topic too. I will say, let's, t let's, let's debate the fact that our national vital interest is in degrading the Russian military. By degrading the Russian military, we actually keep our homeland safer, we keep our troops at home, and we all understand Article 5 of NATO. We have when to level fact, with the American people. I, I thought you said something about waiting until your turn to I, talk. I so well, hold on there. So at the end point, of the day, I'm going to finish my, I'll be happy to debate on this. I'll respond. I'll look forward to this one right now. Um, so at the end of the day, when you think about the fact that if you want to keep American troops at home, attack on NATO territory would bring us and our troops in. By degrading the Russian military, we reduce, if not eliminate, a ta an attack on if I, if I NATO territory. Finish that exchange. We have to level with hey, the American people. We have to level with the American people on this issue. The reality is we just because just because Putin people. is not an e Putin's an evil dictator Putin. does not mean that Ukraine is good. This is a country that has banned 11 opposition parties. A win that has for actually, Russia is a that win is not for true. China. We're driving a Russia. For Russia excuse is me. A win for China. Excuse me. If you have but a chance, I forgot you like you'll China. Have, That's no, why you're you'll have you'll have your chance in just a moment. The hurling personal insults isn't helping. China is the real enemy, and we're driving Russia further into China's arms. We need a reasonable peace plan to end this, especially this is a country whose president. 
president just last week Vivek, was hailing Putin in have ranks. Ukraine that's a green and, and light to China time. to take Taiwan. We need a peace comes through strength. Governor Christie, the Communist Party of China is the real enemy. Governor Christie, Governor Christie, President Biden's first two years have brought China, Russia, and Iran closer together. Are we focused too much on Ukraine and not enough on this threat from the new world order? No, they're all connected, Stuart. They're all NWO connected. to sweet for the Russian war in Ukraine. The Iranians are supplying on TikTok. weapons, and so are the North Koreans now as well, with the encouragement of the Chinese. The naivete on this stage from some of these folks is extraordinary. Extraordinary. Look, people want to go and talk to Putin. Guess what? So did George W. Bush. So did Barack Obama. So did Donald Trump. And so did Joe Biden when he said a small invasion wouldn't be so bad. Every one of them has been wrong. And the fact of the matter is, we need to say right now that the Chinese-Russian alliance is something we have to fight against, and we are not going to solve it by going over and cuddling up to Vladimir Putin. Look, Donald Trump... He is not cuddling. Putin ...was brilliant and a great leader. This is the person who is murdered... He might be the least cuddly person on the planet. He's now going to Ukraine to murder innocent civilians and kidnap... Would anyone cuddle with, with Vladimir Putin in the chat? It's going to stop. If we give him any of Ukraine, next will be Poland. This is a guy who said... Wait one sec. This is a guy in 1991 who said that was the darkest moment in world history when the Soviet Union fell. Listen, everybody, he wants to put the old band back together and only America can stop it. And when I'm president, we will. Governor Bergam, I want to get to the Governor Bergam. He hasn't had a chance. I think you're going to really like Bergham. At least you have experience in it and we need to talk about America's farmers because there is a foreign policy connection here the US and China are in this fierce economic competition it's hurting American businesses and there is blowback against American farmers because China then targets them in retaliation how would you as president protect American farmers and ranchers from that kind of retaliation from a foreign government like China well, first of all, we've got the best farmers and ranchers in the world right here in America. If they have a level playing field, they can outcompete anyone in the world. But this is part of the larger issue that we're talking about here, which is we're in a Cold War with China. The Biden administration won't admit that. But we're also in an economic war through the, what we're doing with agriculture and energy. And we're also in a war with them relative to cyber war. We get attacked every day in North Dakota, every state, every school district, our tribes all being attacked every day. By you don't have to Russia, be lonely. And now we've got a Biden administration whose whole policy is appeasement. They're out there, you know, creating the world, making it less safe. Six billion dollars they traded for five people. They've just now set a price on anyone's head who's a tourist from America, who's a student from America for a kidnapping. If you want more kidnapping, put a price on it. And then that's and they're also helping Iran get to have more uh, closer to nuclear weapon than the, which pushes all of the Middle East closer. Did he to just, Russia. Did he just offer his services for kidnapping? Russia, and then we're going to give Taiwan to China and think that's a foreign policy, that will make our nation less 
less successful, make us more poor. And at the core of all that is energy policy because China imports 10 million barrels of oil a day. They're the largest import in the world. And we've had four cabinet members from the Biden administration there this summer, and none of them talked about U.S. energy. The first one to go to each of those countries was Kerry to talk about the folly of the climate climate policy, which is making the world less stable. It's empowering dictators. It's not about climate change that we need worried about. It's about the Biden climate policies that are actually the existential threat to America's future. Thank Dana, you. Can I speak to Mexico's president called who supports into the country, quote, scoundrels. Mexico is the United States' most important trade partner and border security. You say you will send special operations to attack the cartels in Mexico. So, this means boots on the ground, drone strikes? It means special operations. It's how we deal with our terrorists. And what you need to do is understand that Mexico's not being a good partner if we lost 75,000 Americans last year. Mexico's not being a good partner if they're letting the cartels get away with what they're getting away with. What we will do is we will make sure that we send in our special operations and we will take out the cartels. I think the cartel that you're wanting is the Sacklers. Doing it, but we're going to go after China. Several others, but the Sacklers in particular. In the first place. And we will end all all normal trade relations until China stops sending fentanyl. And then we'll do the special operations and we'll get it from both sides. This is where President Trump went wrong. He focused on trade with China. He didn't focus on the fact that they were buying up our farmland. He didn't focus on the fact that they were killing Americans. He didn't focus on the fact that they were stealing $600 billion in intellectual property. He didn't focus on the fact that they put a spy base off our shores in Cuba. They didn't focus enough on the fact that all of our law enforcement drones in America are Chinese. And we've got all these little surveillance cells. We need to start focusing on what keeps Americans safe. That hasn't happened in a long time. As your president, I will make sure every American is safe and we'll do whatever it takes to make that happen. All right. I want to get to Senator Scott. I don't feel safe. You're all auditioning for the job as president of the United States. You want to earn these votes. But the world's problems land in the Oval Office. During the presidential debates in the year 2000, Neither Al Gore nor George W. Bush was asked about Al-Qaeda. Yet, just one year later, Al-Qaeda's attack on September 11th claimed nearly 3,000 lives. And the farther we get from September 11th, the closer we are to September 10th. Senator Scott, you have no executive branch experience. Huh? What has prepared you to protect the nation from a major man-made national security crisis? One of the things I've had the good fortune of doing is serving on committees in the United States Senate, like the Senate Armed Services Committee, I'm on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, also on the Finance Committee, and the Banking Committee. Talk about addressing the issue of fentanyl. I've written the legislation. Are you on the Titty Committee? The Banking Committee and the Senate that would freeze the assets and sanction the accounts of the Mexican cartels. There are weapons that we have within the arsenal that I was able to get past 23 to zero in the polarizing Senate as it is. I've also understood without question. I've got a, I've got a Maynard. Yeah, what does that even mean indeed? There was information in Got a Maynard right here. That suggested I'll try to grab him, but he's elusive. The right intelligence partners I'm, I'm petting his head at the moment. Making sure that we prevent the next 9-11 from ever happening. Having that experience for the last 10 years is really important in getting the job done. 30 seconds to you, Mr. Pence. Well, I think you asked a question about executive experience. I think it's vitally important. 
And I stand before you today as a candidate for president because I think this country's in a lot of trouble. And you hear the fire on the stage tonight. You hear the fire in all of our voices. And it's because Joe Biden has weakened this country at home and abroad. This is a time for those of us that have the experience, uh, the tested experience, and a commitment to the conservative agenda that Ronald Reagan brought forward He's in this way. Hold on. Strong national defense, standing with our allies, standing up to our enemies, supporting limited government and traditional values, need to step forward. Understood. Because, frankly, our, our party does face a time for choosing, as they said at the top of this debate whether we're going to stand on the foundation of that conservative agenda he ran away, but he came back. or whether we're going to follow the siren song of populism unmoored to conservative principles. I'm the most experienced, most qualified, okay. and most consistent conservative in this field, and I'm ready to lead right. America at home and abroad on day a one. time for choosing to go to a break. Ilya. We need to go to a commercial break. Reagan built a coalition that lasted decades. Oh, perfect timing. We'll take that up when the debate continues. I can show off a Maynard. Oh God. Oh God. It's a Maynard. They hate everybody. Your buddy. Kicking the microphone over here. He's a chonker. He's he's small. Like he's a small cat. But he's very fat. So his his belly is so fluffy. Such a weird cat. Such a weird cat. Yells at me as I'm like taking a piss. I'll just be sitting on the bathtub. Mew, mew, mew. Ox. Friday Night Freak Show. Back in a couple of weeks. I thought about texting their poll. But I don't even I don't even know who who is one who looked good in this debate to you guys. Has it been Ramaswamy? Is he has he stood out or has Chris Christie and Nikki Haley's tag team on him been successful. Yeah, I think everybody seems a little desperate, don't they? Speaking of desperate, here's Kevin Sorbo. I'm also, I'm trying to think about it from like a Republican perspective and what they would like. Bergam, Bergam has been very assertive. I've got cat hair all over my face. Yeah, they all sounded like they were whining.
Pence putting in another performance that I think is is better than I expected. Tim Scott might be the winner of this debate. That might that might be the standout. I think I'll go Tim Scott. Ramaswamy, Pence, DeSantis, Christie, Haley, Berger. Did Bergram set himself apart? Does he rank above Haley and Christie? They're all kind of milk toast. That's one of the reasons why Ramaswamy stands out. Tim Scott, I think, probably put on the the best performance. Here we go. Welcome back to the Republican primary debate here at the Reagan Library. We've got a lot more issues to cover and a lot more questions to go. So let's dive right back in. We're here in California. Here we got another 30 minutes here. $6 a gallon. Oil is close to $100 a barrel again. You say, drill, baby, drill. But the courts won't let you. Mr. Ramaswamy, how would you bring down prices without immediate drilling? Well, look, I think that we do have to run through the courts and get through that administrative state to make sure we're using the natural resources. Run through the courts? But here's the other thing that we can do that's easy. forever, Mr. Ramaswamy. And it addresses the national debt as well as brings down prices. Put people back to work. We are using taxpayer money to pay people more to stay at home than to go to work. What are you talking about? It contributes to our supply chain crisis. It contributes to inflation. That's the easiest way to unlock Where is this this stay-at-home money at? To put the Federal Reserve back in its place. This is an agency that has gone rogue. So in January 2026, when I have the opportunity as your next Commander-in-Chief, we will have a new Chairman of the Federal Reserve who places priority on dollar stability and then most importantly send packing 75 percent of the administrative state reduce the federal employee headcount by 75 percent rescind 50 percent of unconstitutional federal regulations. What, th- what do you think about it clinically both large and small i've offered a very clear i've not seen any of the reviews on it that's how we unleash the economy that's how we revive the integrity of a three-branch constitutional republic it, it and the base game are on sale right now on the playstation store Your response please i think one of the signature accomplishments there, what, there is no covid money just a few short years we achieved uh, energy independence we became a net exporter of energy for the first time in 75 years but on day one, I can Joe explain Biden that, but it takes too long. No surprise, because when Joe Biden for me to do it during a debate, end fossil fuels, and they've been working overtime to do that ever since. If I'm president of the United States, uh, we're going to open up federal lands. We're going to unleash American energy. We're going to have an all of the above energy strategy. And I have a plan that actually would not only reclaim energy independence, but in in 2006, America lost our position as the leading 
energy producer on earth. I believe in the next 10 years with the right policies and an experienced leadership in the White House, we can reclaim our role as the leading energy producer on earth and that'll grow the American economy for generations to come. Um, Governor Haley, reaction to that please. Yeah, we're, we're talking about the cyberpunk game. I actually had it pre-ordered. When they when they pushed it back the last time, I'm like, nope, nope. I'm gonna cancel my pre-order. Energy security is national. I'll pick it up eventually. We need a president that understands we have to partner with our producers and make sure that they, we have their backs. What you don't need is a president who is against energy independence. Ron DeSantis is against fracking. He's against drilling. He's been against. You did it. Every he always talks about what happens on day one. You better watch out because what happens on day two is when you're in trouble. Day two in Florida, you ban. And fracking. Sanders like it wasn't me. You did it on federal lands, and you took green subsidies that you didn't have to take. Got me in the shower. Wasn't me. I just did a plan out in West Texas for American energy dominance. We're going to choose Midland over Moscow. We're going to choose the Marcellus over the Mullahs, and we're going to choose Bakken over Beijing, and we are going to lower your gas prices. We are going to get that job done because it's important for our national security. It's important for jobs. Did you say Bobka over Beijing? Down inflation. I'm always down for a good Bobka. This question is for you. Our voters enacted a constitutional amendment. You banned it before they voted. No, it's not true. You banned it before they voted. And not only that, fracking wasn't. They didn't vote on fracking. She's totally wrong. They voted it in. That's what we did. Onshore, we do do it in Florida. We don't have as much as maybe West Texas. They do do. We do it. But that was a constitutional amendment. So that's just wrong. And let's just get real here. My plan will get the job done. You we are going to be energy dominant, and that's what's going to happen. The voters uh, didn't even vote on fracking. We are moving on with this question for Governor DeSantis. Governor, excuse me, we cannot talk over each other. We must respect each other's time. My apologies for that. I'm ready, Governor DeSantis. This is your question. The Biden administration is hell bent on student loan forgiveness, but you say colleges should be on the hook when graduates can't no pay the debt. How does that address the cost of college, how does that, the cost of college itself? Because the colleges are gonna have to make a decision. Do we offer, do we expand the gender studies department, knowing some of those graduates may not have great uh, learning opportunities? No, they're gonna focus on the things that really matter. They're gonna make different choices. They're gonna try to graduate people in four years. I also just wanna come back to something Dana asked last segment about 9-11, because I was just- Gender studies department. With the families, my wife and I are invited. It's very touching to be there, and it affected my life because I ended up joining the military as a result of that. Um, I had been a blue collar kid, minimum wage in Dunedin, Florida. I ended up getting through Yale and Harvard Law School and somehow came out more conservative than when I went in, and that is not easy to do. Had a lot of opportunities to, to make money, but I wanted to serve, and I'll never forget coming back on the plane from Iraq, uh, landing in Coronado, California, North Island, and feeling that breeze off the Pacific Ocean say, you know what? I am lucky to have been born an American, and I think being able to serve, and I'll be the first president elected since 1988 who's actually served uh, overseas in a war, I think that's gonna help me as Commander-in-Chief to know how you see these issues and understand that there are real lives at stake for people that wear the uniform. And we know that Governor Haley's husband is serving right now as well, and we thank him for that. Uh, Senator Scott, the national debt has nearly doubled in your time in office. The approval rate for Congress is at a mere 19%. If this were a business, 
You'd probably all be fired in Washington, but you're here tonight looking for a promotion. In 2013, Governor Haley hired you for the Senate. I'd like you to tell her why you should be what promoted to CEO of the nation instead of her. Certainly. One of the things I'd say is if you look at our national debt of $33 trillion, I would love to have an opportunity to have this country pass a balanced budget amendment. Why did you tell him to talk to Nikki Haley? In the same fashion that it does in every state in our nation, number one. Number two, if you want to actually reduce our national debt, you have to grow our economy. In order to grow our economy, you need to create about 10 million jobs to grow our economy at 5%. You can do that in three specific sectors. Number one, the energy sector. We could create between three and three and a half million jobs if we unleashed all of our energy resources. America is the most... This has been the dumbest debate. If you combine coal, gas, and oil, why not unleash all of our resources? Number two, we've lost 100,000 factories, 100,000 factories in the last 25 years. If we continued on my Made in America plan, we could bring jobs back to America in a similar fashion that we did when I wrote the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. We actually lowered the corporate tax from 35% to 21%. We should make DeSantis and Christie fight. trillion dollars. We brought the unemployment rates for African Americans, Hispanics, and Asians to the lowest level in the history of the country and a 70-year low for women. Governor Haley, would you think you... Yeah, I think we're going with Tim Scott as the winner of this. I appreciate Tim. We've known each other a long time, but he's been there 12 years and he hasn't done any of that. He well, hasn't. Actually, they've only given four I, budgets well, on time in hey, 40 years. He was part the of biggest, that. The he increased the national debt. In he voted for the spending. You voted he has for, made you, sure that the you borders are open and they haven't done anything. Look at everything you have. 12 years. Where have you been? Where I voted have you been, no Tim? 12 years. We've waited and nothing has happened. Here's what you've done. Here's the thing that I find interesting. Ron, Ron, let me finish All the first. these guys have said Here's the fact. And I appreciate a lot of the things they're saying. Nikki I'm Haley. the only one up here who's gotten in the big fights and has delivered big victories for the people of Florida. And that's what it's all about. You can always talk, but when, when it gets hot in there, when they're shooting arrows at you, are you going to be stand up for parents' rights, keep the state free? And in the state of Florida, because of our success, the Democratic Party lies in ruins. We have won the big fights. We have turned our state into. There a is really no Democratic Party in Florida. That's that's truly a thing. While others have talked How about, about the CEO? it. We actually have a CEO of the White House. Is what I think. Oh, no. if, I may, if I may just I'll briefly interject here, we need seconds. a zero-based budgeting. Right. That's the way businesses are actually Tax run. Cuts. Start with zero as the baseline for the budget, and then see what's actually necessary. There isn't a blue state or a red state in this union that does it. The federal government doesn't do it. But successful companies, including... If I was on DMT, his face would freak me out. Yeah, in the White House to I get that you don't ask anything but I'm just gonna say right now when you say nobody else has done it the energy plans that have all been announced in the last month by these other folks on stage we're already doing it in North Dakota the border plans already talking about we've got troops down at the border flying helicopter missions from North Dakota from San Diego to the Gulf Coast trying to stop transnational criminal organizations from inflicting the invasion and the mass casualties in our state and on the energy policy we're already doing and it's not saying when nobody else done the big fights north dakota was leading
leading the charge. We won the battle to get the Biden the law. They were the first administration since Truman that wasn't holding the quarterly required lease sales, and we won that in federal court. WOTUS, we won that in federal court. Truman. The Biden administration on 20 fronts to say that nobody's fighting the big fights. Just look at the record of what we're doing right now. Energy, economy, national security. I've been talking about it since day one, and now finally, good, we're having the conversation about it, but we've got the answer in North Dakota. Governor Bergam, let's talk big government. This, this question's for you. Big government keeps getting bigger. One-fifth of all new jobs this year have been created by the government. Governor Bergam, you say you want to shrink the size of government, but it has been a century since any president has done that. Why would you be any different? Well, because we've doing we've doing we've done it in North Dakota. Doing it, doing office, it, doing it well. The state budget, general fund by twenty seven percent in the first four months I was off. Who did that song? Was that LL Cool LJ? Business leader that was actually there. Inside of every government job, there's ten or twenty percent of mind numbing, soul sucking work that even the state and federal employees don't want to do. And you can engineer that work out of the job. That would free up right there twenty percent of two million civilian employees. And by the way, we've got ten million jobs open they'd have plenty to do and they could be in generating taxes instead of being paid by taxes this is totally possible to do Jay cool that understands because having worked in technology for 30 years everything we had to do was to be better faster and cheaper the next day that's what we can do right. in government that's what we're doing in North Dakota all right governor DeSantis you about something that I think is on a lot of Republicans' minds. This election could come down to less than 50,000 votes in three states. Yep. Abortion was on the ballot in six states in 2022. That's, that's the scary part. Lost all of them. Next year, abortion will likely be on the ballot in Arizona. That is a must-win state. Governor DeSantis, how are you going to win over independent pro-choice voters in Arizona? Same way we did in Florida. We won the greatest Republican victory in a governor's race in the history of the state, over 1.5 million votes. We were winning places like Miami-Dade County, Palm Beach, that nobody thought was possible uh, because we were leading with purpose and conviction. I reject this idea. Miami-Dade did go red last cycle. For midterm defeats. 2022. Other reasons for that. Uh, the former president, um, you know, he's missing in action tonight. He's had a lot to say about that. He should be here explaining his comments to try to say that pro-life protections are somehow a terrible thing. I want him to look into the eyes and tell people who've been fighting this fight for a long time. I was at, my wife and I uh, earlier today were at the gravesite of President Mrs. Reagan, and I noticed that um, there was a quote where- I wish I was there every single so I could piss on it. Purpose and worth. We're better off when everybody counts. And I'd I piss on his grave just like I want to piss on Dan Grinshaw's eye hole. For their extremism, supporting abortion all the way up until the moment of birth. That is infanticide, and that is wrong. Let me ask you, Flint. Governor Christie, do you think that Republicans... Yes, okay, think that Republicans can do that in Arizona if this referendum is on the ballot there? Yeah, because I did it in New Jersey. Dana, you know, it's... Then why are all these other states losing? Well, because they don't have leaders in those states who are leading the fight the way it should be led. And, and the fact is, look, I was the governor here of the only blue state that's represented up here. This is where the fight is really tough for Republicans. And those are the states that we're going to have to try to win if we're going to win the White House back. And what we did is 14 times, Dana, in eight years, I vetoed Planned Parenthood funding. 
14 times. Why? No one else gets it that much. The Democrats just kept sending it to me, and I kept saying no. It's stupid. I believe in life, but I also believe in states' rights. And I think we fought hard against Roe versus Wade for decades to say that states should make these decisions. So we're going to have those fights in the states. But what you need is a leader who can talk to people and make them understand. I mean, New Jersey politics are weird. You have to be pro-life for the entire life not just the nine months in the womb. And we talked a lot about fentanyl tonight, and we haven't spoken one moment about treatment. But we need to make sure that for the drug-addicted 16-year-old on the floor of the county lockup, her life is precious too. And we need to be providing treatment. Good on you, Christy. disease that it is. If you're pro-life, you gotta be pro-life for the entire life. We start talking like that, they're gonna do what I did in the blue state which was get reelected with 61% of the vote and won 70% of independents and 51% of Latinos because I told them the truth from my heart. Thank you. Vice President Pence, the latest Univision poll found that 73% of Latino voters think the Republican Party doesn't care about or is being hostile toward them, the Hispanic community. Only Governor DeSantis has translated yeah. his campaign into Spanish. How will you reach out to Latino voters? Well, I, I promise you that we're going to continue to build bridges to every community in this country. And I'm incredibly proud of that tax cut and tax reform bill. I worked on Capitol Hill to help get that bill passed. In There's the nothing behind his eyes. Cut in American history. We saw literally the lowest unemployment ever recorded for Hispanic Americans, the lowest unemployment ever recorded for African Americans, 50-year low for women. So I think the president of the United States needs to be a champion for. You could wear his skin as a costume. America. Be the scariest costume for Halloween. And the aging and the infirm, and it begins with every ethnic group in this country. And I promise you, if I'm president of the United States, you know Halloween's coming up. Champion. I'll be a champion for giving you some tips for Hispanic Americans and for every American. So help me God. Senator Scott, reaction? Yes, there's no doubt that. If you lead by example, it's the best way to get the job done. If you look at my office in the Senate, my chief of staff is the only Hispanic female chief of staff in the Senate. I hired her because she was the best, highest qualified person we have. What we need are leaders who lead by example. And I will simply say, Does she know who your girlfriend is? Nikki, as it relates to the job that needs to get done. Nikki offered a 10% 10 cent gas tax increase in South Carolina. Talk about someone who has never seen a federal dollar she doesn't like. 10 cents on this gallon in South Carolina as the UN ambassador, you literally Bring it, put 50,000 on curtains <laughs> in a $15 million subsidized location. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Bad information. First of all, I fought the gas tax in South Carolina multiple times against the just establishment. Go to you, just go to YouTube. Against the establishment. You, just go to and YouTube. And you want to know what that yourself. ten cent yep. was when they wouldn't pass the gas tax? The establishment, and the companies wanted me to do it so much that I said the only way I will Here's pass what it you have if you will give us three. All you have to do is go watch Nikki Haley on YouTube. If you will give me three times the deduction and income tax, then I will look at your gas tax. So you said yes. Secondly, exactly, secondly, 
Secondly, on the 50 here's, million. Here is a nice part. Secondly, on the uh, curtains, do your yes. homework, Ted, because Obama bought those curtains. Did you send them back? It's in the. Press. Did you send them back? It's the State Department. Did you send them Did back? You send them back? You're the one that works in Congress. Oh my gosh! You get it. You done. hung them on your your, your curtains. I, they your were curtains. there before I even showed up at the residence. You here's, are here's scrapping. A, here's you a, are scrapping. I'm not scrapping. You know here's, I fought Here's a fact. Here's a fact, though. Go, go I cut tax increases. I loaded up our You wanted a gas tax increase, and then you wanted. Intend to go ahead like this. In fact, we are about to take a commercial break. We'll have more of the second Republican debate. Wait, there's what? Reagan Presidential Library in just a few moments. My ass is sore. Because we've been getting fucked all night. There's more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured it was going to wrap up at the top of the hour. Maybe they'll go another half hour. They were arguing about curtain just no like it was a big deal when it happened like she was I feel like if I I feel like if I put in Nikki Haley's curtains I feel like the whole other thing will pop up I I, I probably shouldn't we live in weird times. I'm going to have to pack another bong. Jesus. Well, I mean, like, for me, like, I was talking to my buddy earlier. And because he was, you know, like, somehow we were talking about the election. And I I was like, there's going to be Democrats that's, you know, probably going to lose in the Senate. Like, Joe Manchin is going to lose. But for me, as a political streamer having Jim Justice, the man who's probably going to beat Joe Manchin, the Republican who's going to, he's the current governor of West Virginia, probably going to beat Joe Manchin. He's fucking hilarious. Like, we, we played a clip of him telling Bette Midler to kiss his dog's ass. We played another clip where he like he said he needed to get like comedy gold. Yes, he said he needed to go piss and throw up after what he read about COVID. So like, is he gonna be good for the country? No. Is he gonna be good for Justin as a as a form of content here on the show? Absolutely. He'll probably become my new, like, favorite fucking Republican to make fun of. You know, right now it's kind of John Kennedy, uh, if you guys hadn't noticed. I think John Kennedy is my favorite to to play and, and mock. Because he just says the dumbest fucking shit. I, it's insane. It's insane. The Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani exists. That whole thing where I was reading his, or I mean the deposition that, uh, 
for the transcript of the of the text messages, and he's talking about his tits, his assistant's tits that he's accused of sexually harassing. If you're just joining us, we're getting ready to go back to the Republican presidential primary debate. I think we're going to have like another 30 minutes. Took a commercial break. It was really contentious when they took a commercial break. They kind of they cut off the good shit. I like I feel like they're all really desperate. They're all really desperate to try to make a name for themselves. If Trump was there, he would wreck all of them, but also like they've they've shown some backbone. They've had better performances than I've expected. So maybe if Trump was there, they might get some zingers on him. Perhaps. I don't know. Like it would be interesting. I groaned, Richard. I groaned. All right, here we go again. And welcome back to the final minutes. I could go another hour, but we only have a few minutes. And only a few minutes. It's now obvious that if you all is the lightning round for like two minutes. President Donald Trump wins the nomination. None of you have indicated that you're dropping out. So, which one of you? on stage tonight should be voted off the island. <laughs> Please use your marker to write your choice on the notepad in front of you. 15 <laughs> seconds starting now of the people on the stage. Are you who serious? should be oh, I'm Is this for real? I mean, we're here like, you know, we're happy to debate. Sure. I think that that's disrespectful to my fellow competitors. Nobody wants yeah, to, so. nobody wants to participate. Let's do some questions. Let's talk about the future of the country. I'll answer. Good damn! Let me ask you something. Yeah. Let me, then, yeah. if you won't answer that question, let me ask you this one. Yeah. What is your mathematical path, yes, Governor DeSantis, in order to try to beat President Trump, who has a commanding and enduring lead in this race? So, polls don't elect presidents. Voters elect presidents, right. and we're going to take the case of the people in these early states. We're going to do it in a state-by-state -state direction. And why? Because, as Reagan said in his day, this is our time for choosing. We are not getting a mulligan on the 2024 election. Republicans have lost three straight elections in a row. We were supposed to have a red wave with inflation at 9%. It crashed and burned. Not in Florida, it didn't. We delivered it in Florida. And so we've got to choose right. We've got to win. And we need somebody that's going to be able to serve two terms. So in January of 2023, they'll be able to address the nation saying, we turn the economy around. We I can't believe the we just saw that. Off the threat from communist China. As your president, I will get that job uh, done. Governor Christie, I believe I did see you write something. Governor Christie, I believe. Excuse me. Christie wrote something. Did see you write something on the card? No. No, but I'll certainly tell you. Go. Okay. Yeah. Look, I think I've been the only one on this stage who's been clear about this. I vote Donald Trump off the island right now. And the reason I vote him off the island. Well, good answer. 
No, because you know what? Every person on this stage has shown the respect for Republican voters to come here, to express their views honestly, candidly, and directly, and to take your questions honestly. I have respect for every man and woman on this stage because they've done it. Vivek, put your hand down for a second, would you? Um, I still got I still got time, dude. So so chill out. Um, here, look. This guy has not only divided our party. He's divided families all over this country. He's divided friends all over this country. I've spoken to people, and I know everyone else has, who have sat at Thanksgiving dinner or at a birthday party and can't have a conversation right. anymore if they disagree with Donald Trump. He needs to be voted off the island, and he needs to be taken out of this process. He needs to be thrown in the trash. 15 seconds of Look, I have a different view on this. I think Trump was an excellent president. But the America First agenda does not belong to one man. It does not belong to Donald Trump. It doesn't belong to me. It belongs to you, the people of this country. And the question is, who's going to unite this country and take the America First agenda? Christy coming on strong at the end. We rallied behind the cry to make America great again. We did not just hunger for a single man. We hungered for the unapologetic pursuit of excellence. So yes, I will will respect Donald Trump and his legacy because it's the right thing to do. But we will unite this country to take the America First agenda to the next level. And and that will take a different generation to do it. That does it. I repeat, wow. does it for the second Republican primary debate live from the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library. Thank you to all the candidates. We've loved having you here tonight, and we will see you out on the campaign trail. Have a great evening. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Good night. Buenas noches. Buenas noches. Hi, welcome to Hannity. Peace. Can I find Hannity? I'd love to see what they think. What the Republicans think. That's a spider, spider pickle. Nix, good evening. I should just go to the Fox News website. Hannity is like much live Hannity. I want to know who, like, Christy came on strong there at the end. Oh, shit. 
Was I was I logged into something over here? I didn't know I had to have an account to watch the John Hannity. I guess we'll find out tomorrow. I Christy came on came on strong at the end, but I feel like uh, I feel like Tim Scott won it. DeSantis once again doesn't stand out, and that that is a loss for him. He needed a win, and once again. Finish middle of the pack. At least that's the, at least that's the way it seems to me. But like I don't like I don't think Christie is is liked by the GOP. So that would that would taint their opinion of whether he even performed as well as what I think. I did did Vivek come across as as slimy or did he did he come across as slick they did all kind of gang up on him oh you a uh oh you an animal video I'm like I'm not a good judge of what a Republican would think though. That's fucking adorable. She'll go in on her own. Here you go, baby. It's possible that Vivek performed well for those uh, Cretans that vote the Republican Party. Look at that baby. We'll cover it tomorrow. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. 
So, alright, have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol. Live.